Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? I'm older than you, Ian, and I'm greyer than you, so I guess that makes me the second Doctor, which makes you finally Colin Baker. Yes, that's yeah. I'm, I'm finally Colin. Mm. Who who could ask for more? Indeed. Yes, you can go to bed now, can't you? Happy with a big smile good. on your face tonight. I was I Colin Baker. Yes. I'll go into, I'll run down and tell Anne. Say I'm Colin Baker. I'm Colin Baker. It's official. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She probably. It, she wouldn't bat an eyelid. She'd go, are you? Okay. Mm. So I'm, I'm guessing back when this came out, you know, you being a fan of, you, you know, the sixth Doctor and a fan of the second Doctor, this this I floated was, your boat back I then? Was a, I was like a pig in shit, mate. I well, was, yeah. I was a, well, this, this <laughs> coincided as well um, with the period where I finally got my own tally. Mm-hmm. And so I could go off and watch it in my bedroom, which was always a you know a bit less embarrassing. Um, and it was also a tally that you could it had a cassette recorder built in, so I taped off the soundtrack, and then I would listen to the soundtracks. I mean, I've probably listened to the soundtrack of, of the two Doctors hundreds of times. So you know when you get to where you're, I mean, we're the same with Mad Max, where you're waiting for sound effects and you're waiting for yes. a little bit of music to it and you know it. And if something's not quite right, you know, if it, it's like a different edit or something, it go, your, your brain starts to sort of twitch and go, this is not right here. Yeah, and um, it, well, that's yeah. why I had a problem when I finally heard the <coughs> original yes. Australian uh, version of Mad Max because <laughs> I'd listened to the audio of the dub for years and yeah, years and so, years. Yeah, yeah. And listen, listen to it to death. So I'm, I'm very familiar with this story. Um, I mean, at the time... I, I love season twenty-two. I know it, it it has its issues, and I'm sure we'll discuss many of them tonight. Um, but I love this season. I thought this this was this was the culmination. I thought of of probably me being the right teenage age to appreciate Eric Sayward's very very teenage writing style, mm-hmm. um, which is in evidence on this uh, program especially. Um, I was. Yeah, I, I adored Colin Baker from the outset, so this was like finally my doctor sort of thing. Yeah. <coughs> like I say it was it was a it was a a culmination of, of many, many things that made this the most enjoyable season for years. And I, I was gutted when after part three, I think, of this one, it might have been part two, when they announced that uh the the hiatus was coming. Hmm. Um but yeah, it, it, I, I I I adore this story. I think, although it, I'm, I will list where it all goes wrong. All right. Well, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll cross all them. I'm, you say season twenty-two. I've just called yeah. that up on on the screen, and I'm yeah. looking at all the stories. And we haven't done Attack of the Cybermen yet. No. Uh, we have done Vengeance well, on it's, Baros. Because it's Cybermen, isn't it? So. Yes. Yeah. I'm just looking look to see what else is there. Yes. 
But there's only like one, two, three, four, five. There's only what six yeah, stories was, in that was, season. Uh, it was to, to, to quote a Star Trek episode title. It was too short a season, mm. I think. <clears throat> um, it was weird that this was also the, the the first trial of the 45 minute segments, which I don't think worked particularly well um, because I don't think that the writers really grasped the way to do it mm. so basically what they what they seemed to do was take a 25 minute episode and then stretch it to fit 45 minutes rather than realizing you don't need to you know you you, you can you can expand more in a 45 minute they were still seem to be padding it and this this i mean this six part this is the equivalent of an old six part yes and there's a lot of padding in this especially episode three well, all almost this running around happens, seville yeah. yeah yeah almost that entire almost the entirety of episode three could be cut out and it would make this a nice tight four part four part yes two part as it was um but yeah it's the 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 right the, the biggest problem here because we finally we finally hit a Doctor Who story that where it looks gorgeous, you know. I mean, we'll discuss the the foreign filming, I'm sure. But it looks gorgeous. You've got actors firing on all cylinders, but the actual the plotting lets them down. The dialogue is sparkling in places, mm. but the actual plotting. When you think about the plot, it it doesn't really hold together. There's nothing really happening, and it. It's it's not it's not the best plotted thing in the world, and and from what I can understand, that was that wasn't Robert Holmes is doing. That was Eric Sayward's doing because Robert Holmes was quite ill mm. uh, when he wrote this, and Eric Sayward did a lot of the sort of padding it out to fit the new format and things like that. I mean, you still got some some absolutely classic Robert Holmes dialogue, and uh, there's sort of some double acts. What have you got there, Shocker? Oh, uh, a selection of recipes, madam, used by these humans. It's most interesting. I cannot think that Shockeye the Quonsing Greek has anything to learn from humans. Do you understand it? Oh, yes, indeed. These are Chinese and these are Spanish. <laughs> and the ingredients are unfamiliar, naturally, but the general principles are similar to our own methods. They cannot be quite as primitive as I believed. In many ways, they resemble us. In what ways? Well, I, I found many of these books here. Now, there cannot be a creature on the planet that humans do not kill and eat. Many beasts are bred especially for table. They are force-fed to improve the flesh and penned in small confined quarters to fatten more rapidly. <laughs> it's fascinating. What do you think of these titles? Uh, I, I I like the I like the season twenty two titles. I don't like the actual Doctor Who logo, the way they've done it. It they they did it for a specific reason. And when you when you watch how they did it, because I just assume because it looks like they filmed a television set, doesn't it? The, mm. the, the Doctor Who logo comes up, and it looks like it's pixelated. It's all three cut. It looks like you, if you've ever VHS filmed a television set, it would look like that. But the, but when you look at it, they they did lots and lots of things to it to make it try and pop and do three, almost a three D effect. That and you think you shouldn't have bothered. Just look, it looks messy. 
So I like the music, I like the opening titles, I just don't like the way they've done the logo on this season. That logo and what you're saying there, um, I have flashbacks. I wasted three years of my life at college learning um, uh, radio and television servicing. Right. electronics right and one of the things TVs used to have is the cathode ray tube the gun yes. used to go out of focus and the yeah. red and the blue and the green would, would shift away and you'd get almost yeah. a 3D effect and that's exactly yeah, what's would, happening here yeah you would, you would get a uh, colour shift wouldn't it yes yeah Yeah, we used to get it all the time on as a TV gets older like say the because the the, the 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 emitters designed the reason cathode ray tubes are so, tubes are so long are because it's got a focal length and it's designed yes. to hit the screen at the exact moment. And if it goes out of sync, yeah, you get this weird uh, sort of almost ghosting effect. Yes, you get a halo um, of yeah. a, a dot of colour around something, it, exactly. don't you? And it's weird that they would go with that as a designed mm. designed do you, usage. Do you it's think so people strange. would watch that and go, "Oh, bloody hell, the telly's playing up"? Yeah, I think I think I think they would. We I think we we live in a time now where. You know, television pictures are pin sharp, and you've got digital, so it's it's either perfect or it's not there at all. But back in the day when it was analog signals, yeah, you, a, a truck driving past outside could cause the picture to yes. fluctuate. So I imagine a lot of people probably just, you know, I bet I, I bet a few sets were thumped. Yes. When this, these <laughs> Do you remember that when you used to thump the TV <coughs> yeah. to get it to get better? Yeah, the uh, the vertical hole's gone. Go and thump it one. Yeah. It used to work, but. Well, these people were thinking there might be something wrong with the TV. Do you think they might think there's something wrong with the TV when the actual story starts and it's all in black well, and white? Um, evident, I mean, evidently, um, J&T had to get permission to do this, didn't he? Because oh, did he? of that very worry that it's like you, you never have blank air on the radio because people will immediately assume that something's gone wrong. Yes. And this was the same, that, he, that they had to get permission to use to do black and white at the beginning because the assumption would be people would write in and complain, mm. uh, you know, or think their TV's broken. <coughs> I do, I, I mean, it's a nice touch, but I do wonder why they bothered doing it, because they almost immediately plunk back into colour. Mm. Um, weirdly, it look, I, do, I do like the look of it in black and white. Perhaps this would be one we should try watching in black and white, you know. Well, I would have watched this upstairs on my black and white portable. Oh, so yeah, when I watched it the first time, I wouldn't have known that it was actually in no. in, in black and white. But I, d I think it's an excellent idea. I think it's a really good idea. Um, I wish, though, you, you know, because it just bleeds back into colour. I, th I think it would have been far more effective if you switched to colour. A bit like Wizard of Oz. When she when steps out, yeah. of, 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 out of the house, everything's in colour. Do that when they come out the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, that that would have made more sense. I yeah, think. Um, it it was nice to see the old TARDIS console, but you can you can see that it's shagged to pieces because this it'd gone off to um, one of the exhibitions, hasn't it? Probably That's Blackpool. right, because they that they, they yeah. rejigged it, they remade it for the fit yeah. uh, the five Doctors, didn't That's, they? Yeah, and and right, there's a brand yeah. new so, one. So it was nice to it was nice to see it. It doesn't quite work. Because, like, say, they you got the the modern scanner screen and stuff like that, so it's not quite right. And it <clears throat> this this is of course what started up the season six B theory, because which I don't think they had any intention of. This is pure. This is pure. Robert Holmes was ill and didn't remember the history of Doctor Who. But what what worries me is where was Ian Levine? Where was Eric Sayward? Where was J and T? Why did they not? Mm question 
the you know the the facts that Robert Holmes gets completely wrong, but it has set up this this very very plausible season six B, which is where um, after the War Games, the Doctor is used as an agent of the Time Lords, and he continues as Patrick Troughton for many many years. Um, he picks up Jamie and Victoria again. Mm-hmm. They travel about, and then at the end of this time. Uh, he's taken back and then regenerated into John Pertwee, and it sort of, it fits rather nicely. Yeah, and it, it does. If, it yeah. does. And if you watch this story with that in mind, all the things that the fans really didn't care for in this all fit in, and I mm. think you can enjoy it more because it's it's absolutely continuity-wise, it's a, a complete shambles. Oh, I've got many, many questions uh, yeah. later on. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen that, yes, it could be, you know, when he was an agent for the Time Lords. I've seen it also that it could be straight after Evil of the Daleks, and, you know, Victoria, before she goes off with, with the two of them, she just had to do the uh, that course that she's gone to do. Yeah, but, but, uh, but, but how but, uh, do you explain Troughton's hair? Troughton's hair and also the fact that he doesn't mention Time Lords until the War, no, exactly, the war yeah. Games. So, yeah. And, it, and yeah. also the Time Lords, have, he's got a remote control from the Time Lords. So it all fits nicely if it's, if this is post-War Games, many, many years of travelling mm. with Jamie. Because it also explains the slight... Although, although Fraser Hines and Pat Troughton do fit, almost fit straight away back into their, their old personas, they're a little bit different. So this, this Troughton is much much more sarcastic and um abrasive than he ever was at the time which is obviously down to down to i think a lot of eric saywood's dialogue Mm. um but and jamie is slightly different as well this seems to be a much a much changed jamie and i think it yeah if they've been traveling a while together and different things happens i it, it sort of fits quite well what i was thinking during this that one other way that you could have solved all of this and it would have all fitted. And also, I think, when we get to a little bit later on, I've got some problems with with the script and Troughton's portrayal and the persona of the second Doctor. This would have fitted perfectly with John Pertwee. Hmm, yeah. This this would have absolutely fitted him, even down to the, the, the problems I have with this as far as... Uh, like say the the doctor's persona a bit later on and his attitude would have fitted Pertwee much better. But do you think John Pertwee would have um, uh, permitted himself to be turned into an androgum? No. At the end, make himself look ugly. No. I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't think so. Do you? <laughs> no. Per- Pertwee. He was. Um, he was very very uh, sort of possessive about never being made to look silly or ugly or anything like that he always, he always wanted to be photographed from one side or something yes, yeah. um, and a certain angle because of his nose or something wasn't yeah. it something like that yeah he he, he only wanted photo, being photographed from certain angles um, obviously later on in his life he was almost completely bald on the back of his head so he would only allow photos from the front at that point so you couldn't see the, yeah he was he was quite a vain man I think and I, I also I don't think we would have got the amazing teamwork and, and, and double act we get with Colin Baker and Pat Trowan, who just spark off each oh, other yeah. perfectly. Yeah, yeah I, <clears throat> I don't think I don't think John Pertwee would have fitted this well, but the the persona of the Third Doctor I think would have fitted it mm, a little yeah. bit better. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so 
also weirdly Victoria's off studying graphology. Yes. Um, I'm not entirely sure Victoria ever studied anything. No. <laughs> but uh, it's a bit Ted of a stretch, is, yeah, isn't it? It is a bit of a stretch. I mean, it made made more sense if they'd have said Zoe. Yeah. Wouldn't they? Zoe's off studying something. Um, Could she have like broken a leg or something, and she's just recuperating yeah. in hospital, and they've gone off on a jaunt while she gets better? Yeah. They could have done, or just leave her in the TARDIS, or just don't mention her. Yeah. You know, it's not like this absolutely perfectly fits into continuity. It doesn't anywhere near. And most of the people watching it that aren't, you know, that aren't fans aren't going to go, oh, where's the third companion? Just don't mention her. I'll tell you what, right? <laughs> you, she could be on board the TARDIS yeah. and, you know, she's in her room, she's having a bath or something because yeah. they've just popped to see Dastari, haven't yeah. they? So, yeah, he, so, yeah, he could have easily said... Uh, don't wake up Victoria, Jamie. We'll we'll just have a quick word with Dastari. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the TARDIS is then sent away, so she's yeah. safe, you know? Yeah, yeah there's man, many ways around it. I mean, yeah, it is it is a very weird thing to do. It's, it, it's a bit like drawing attention to something that's wrong, isn't it? Just don't mention it. No one would have mm. minded. Just don't, don't bring it up. Um, it's weird as well to hear Troughton talking about the Time Lords so openly. It, Which again yeah. doesn't fit, does it? it? Doesn't quite fit. There are bits in this story. I, I I quite like the story, but there are bits, like you say, that doesn't quite fit. Some things in this story just are a bit off to me. Um, you know, and they don't quite fit, and that is one of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is like most of most of this era. This feels like it needed another couple of drafts mm. just to just to iron out a few bits and bobs and. And try, you know, they they should have been a bit of thinking again about stuff. Like, is that really a good idea? Mm. Okay, let's drop it. it. Sounded good in rehearsal, but let's drop it. Let's drop it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, one good thing about this TARDIS scene is absolutely sparkling dialogue between Jamie and the Doctor. I love it. It's just, it's amazingly good. This, you know, because they're outside this space station, yes. aren't they? And you know, um, I've seen that. You know, when when Jamie says, "Look at the size of that thing, yeah. Doctor," um, you know, it's a it's a reference to something in Evil the Daleks, where he says something similar. Yeah. But apparently, they 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 were corpsing all the time. Oh yeah, they were being very you know. rude. Yes, That's, it is I mean, a big one, yeah. you know. And yeah. Colin Baker later on in the story, yeah, that there, there was an awful lot of doublers. Yes, uh, being, well, well, being bandied about. You've got you've got Pat Troughton, Fraser Hines, and Colin Baker, all king of the carry-on style smutty. Oh but yeah. It sounds innocent remark. So yeah, I imagine filming this must have been a hoot. You say carry-on, right? There are moments, especially when Colin Baker's trying to be indignant, he flares his nostrils just like Kenneth Williams. Yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Well, we've often said the similarities between Doctor Who and Carry On, haven't we? Yeah. I think yeah. There, there's the book to get out of that somewhere. Well, look at the size of that thing. Yes, it yeah. is a big one. <laughs> there's one right there, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're at this space station because they're going to go and see somebody called Dastari. Dastari, yes. Now, or, this... or, or as we know him, uh, Tyrell. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, this is something else that doesn't sit quite right. Is yeah. The, the names of the characters in this they just they don't they don't work for me Dastari no. is our well, this, first one yeah this is um, so I've, I got this written down a bit later but so this is Eric Saywood this is uh, his, at the time I, I, I adored this I thought this was the most sophisticated uh, you know hard hitting gritty style of writing um, now I look back I look at it and it, it, it's not it's, it's very very 
as a teenager you would write this stuff. So so Eric Sow has got this this way of writing where he likes to put in uh, names of things. So you got things like the Stanheim remote control, mm. the uh, you know the um, Oh, well, we've got a key to, object yeah. in this, which yeah. we'll get to later on, which yeah, I can't remember. There's, there's lots of macho, macho names of things. And I, I once upon a time, I quite liked it because I thought it gave, it made, gave a real-world feel. Because we don't, you know, we don't, we describe things by their name, by their brand name, by their, in real life. And that's what he's sort of doing. So, you know, it's... It's something that Terry Pratchett did very well, but Eric Sayward doesn't quite do. And all of the all of the name, like you say, the names are, are not quite there. Mm. Like Dastari and Shockeye of the Quansing Grig and Chassini yeah. of the Franzine Grig. It all it's all designed to to be a bit Frank Herbert like, but he doesn't quite have the. You know the skill to pull it off. I don't think. Well, that's the next thing I was going to mention, and, and it's good that you mentioned Frank Herbert. I was going to mention, you know, to our listener that you and I recently did something for Effectively Speaking, the Great Martian Face-Off. Yes. Where we had all these Martians fighting, and we briefly touched on John Carter, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. And uh, you pointed out something very interesting, which is. Some people maybe found John Carter rather impenetrable, much like you know June, in yeah. that the names yes. yeah. are so strange you can't warm to them. And you said about you know like in Star Wars, you have Luke Skywalker, but they're words that we know and we put yes. together. But when you've got the Frenzing Grig and things like this, it just you can't warm uh, yeah. to them really, can no, you? I I always had a problem with. With the, the, the like, especially the name, like you know, Shockeye and Chassini and that, and I, I had problem because it. I think you can you can get away with one weird word. So if it had been, you know, Jonathan of the something something, and you can get away with. But the fact that everything is, he's done alien as everything, and yeah. and while that's, I suppose that's admirable in the sense that. That these people would have strange names, and they wouldn't. But they're speaking English. They yes. actually admit in this that they're speaking English. So yeah, don't don't go, don't try to over egg it. Mm. Um, it just reminds me of like I like I say like um, Paul Atreides' many many names. You know the Kwisatz Haderach, and he was uh, Usul, mm. and he was Paul Atreides, and it, yeah, and it's like yeah it, it, something doesn't work you're absolutely right something doesn't work on it no. the other thing the other thing I dislike about this period as well and it again very much Eric say would start writing style is everyone's always an old friend of the doctor he's always visiting an old friend it's always someone he knows it's you know yes you know, Commodore Tonka my old friend oh we've had some adventures Dastari oh yes I know you we've had some adventures um uh the Professor, whatnot from the Twin Dilemma. Oh, you're my old teacher. Yeah. Just don't do it. What, what, what does it add to the story hmm. that he's an old pal of Dastari? It doesn't. It doesn't add Nothing, anything yeah. at all. I mean, he, he could meet him for the first time, and we would still have the same confrontation, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, hmm. I also am not a great fan of the 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 way the Time Lords are portrayed in this story, which is very much as a a temporal race, not not a time-spanning race so they're they're constantly mentioning that 
that the, as if the Time Lords are contemporary with this time period. Yes. Um, 1984, weirdly. Um, it, 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 or 1986 or whenever it was. It doesn't it doesn't feel right. The Time Lords should be out of time and space. They shouldn't be worrying about something happening now because they they know the future. Mm. It's it's very, very strangely written. Well, there are other questions coming up to do with that as well, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, that, that they go... They land. They, they, land do, in yeah. a, they land in the kitchen... Yeah, and there's one of our subjects for today, Shock Eye. Shock Eye, yeah. Who I think we're in disagreement here, isn't it? Because I absolutely love Shock Eye, and I think you absolutely hate him, don't you? I just find him very, very irritating. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I think it's a, I think it's a mesmerising bit of acting. I love John Stratton's. I mean, he's a good actor anyway. He's been in quite a bit, but I love, I love this portrayal of Shock Eye. He's, he's really, he's really well done. I think. Um, the look is weird. I'll give you that. Again, very... I mean, why have they got Harkonnen eyebrows and everyone's ginger? Is Again, very... This is David Lynch's Harkonnens. Yeah. Yes. They're evil. Make them ginger. Okay. Uh, and this, this sort of brings up my other... My big problem with the characterization of the second Doctor is he's... From the outset, he's happy that, that the Andragons are a slave race and not worthy of any consideration. Yes. The Doctor that I sort of know wouldn't condemn an entire species like this, and it just sits so wrong, because both Trouton and Colin Baker's Doctor are dismissal of... of yes. It's like, oh, it's just a dead Andragon. Yeah, you can't trust them. Yeah. No redeeming no points redeeming to the features for this race. Yeah, no. It's so. I mean, he treats the Daleks better than this. Yeah. And it. it I don't know. I. I, I don't. I don't know whether this is a Robert Holmes thing or a, a, a Eric Sayward thing, but it just. It's distasteful. Mm. The way he, it's like he says, "Oh, they're just they're." Uh, um, he's you know they're they're cooks and scullions and that. Yeah. It's like, what, a whole race? Yeah, a whole this planet is, yeah. is all the same. Yeah, just like and it's this. like later on when he says um, about when he's raised Chessini, it's very much along the lines of, um, you can make her as smart as you want, but her natural, disgusting genes yeah. will come through. So the Doctor is a, a believer in nature, not nurture. Mm. That's not the Doctor I know. No, no. Because you know, if you if you take the scene with the fourth Doctor and he's got his two bits of wire and yeah. it's to have I got the right over the Daleks, I think he'd put the two bits of wire together if it was the Andrew Gums. I think so. He'd go, yeah, I'll yeah. stuff them with ginger-headed <laughs> nut jobs. I mean, what? Yeah, it's so weird. And it, it's I found out of character, it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I found it weird at the time, and we're watching it again now. That was really one of the the only bits where I thought, well, other than a few scenes later on, it's like. This is this is misjudged. What the hell is going on here? Was mm. uh, was Eric Sayward or Robert Holmes once beaten up by a ginger guy, or you know they were once ripped off by their maid? Or so weird. It is. It is. I'm assuming all Andragums have the bright orange eyebrows and yeah. the uh, Rice Krispies on their face because the Doctor <laughs> instantly knows that yeah. that's an Andragum, doesn't he? Yeah. Again. Again from this era, the Doctor instantly recognises and has an in intimate knowledge 
of something he's only just seen mm. as if it's and, and it's done as if the audience should go oh yeah yeah of course they're andrograms aren't they mm. um, yeah but we see I mean we see a couple of dead ones and then later on when Chassini dies weirdly she reverts back to having rice crispers on her face and big bushy orange eyebrows uh, I I don't know why it's it's a very weird thing mm. yeah um, we do yeah we do get some nice little throwbacks here again to sort of Pertwee and Trouton Times where they refer to uh, people from Earth as Tellurian. Tellurians, yeah. But yeah. they then, later on, they say, uh, the Doctor says it can't be a human when he, when they find Jamie because humans haven't haven't reached this part of the galaxy yet. So how did the Andrigans know about humanity and that they, you know, yeah. they're meant to taste nice? And I don't I don't get that. I don't get how, you know, he's never he's never seen a human before. Shock Eye no. says he's never seen a human before, but he's got a cucumber on the table. That's yeah. what the doctor picks up thinking it's a knife and it's a cucumber. Yeah, which but is it, an earth vegetable. They're also they're speaking English, so it's either a huge coincidence. Yeah. And later on when he's going off to town with the second doctor, Shock Eye mentions having something cooked in a such and such style, and that's yeah. an English yeah. style of cooking. Yeah, mm. it, it almost feels like this was originally written that these this was humanity, and they they thought, oh, we're going to film in 1980s Seville. So, what they should have done is put something in about time travel, but then that invalidates them having yeah. the need for a time machine. So I think this is a bit they've written themselves into a bit of a mess here. Yes, yeah. because if you if you think that these aren't you know the the people running this space station aren't aliens, they're humanity far in the future. It all works a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Well, they go off, don't they? They wander yes. off, and that's when the Doctor, you know, says that the Androgams are the servants and Shokai is the chef. Yeah. And uh, as they go, the TARDIS leaves. Um, watched by Shokai and Servalan, because that is Servalan, isn't yes. it? This is, yeah, This I, in my notes, I guess, hey, Servalan. She's playing it as Servalan. Absolutely. Same inflection, same there tone, are same, some yeah. lines that she says yeah. in this when she goes excellent. That's yeah. exactly what she does in Rumours of Death when she sees yeah. the big palatial uh, dinner setting. Yeah, and especially if um, if you just listen to the audio, as like I say, I did endlessly. You can't tell this isn't Silverman. No, the wig's not in view, um, which is weird. And I, I, I've, I got a feeling that she was probably told to play it as Silverman. Mm. Because we, you see Jacqueline Pierce in other stuff, and she's a very varied actress. Um, so it's not like all she can do is Servalan. No, you know, but... Servalan wasn't her. Servalan was an acting job, and this she's doing the same character. It's, it's again quite strange. I mean, it's nice to see her. It's nice. To, it's almost like this is a this is a Servalan episode that we didn't know about. Isn't it? The way she talks to Shockeye you know, in stages. Reminds me of how she was with Igrorian as well. Yes. You know, it's all... But, the, you know, what we were saying about names, strange names, <coughs> you, you, you know, they don't register. How come we accept Servalan? Servalan is a strange yeah, name. But we accept that. Isn't it odd? Because I think it's because it's a strange name, but it's it's not... It's in amongst reality. Hmm. You know, like oh yeah you, yeah, you you haven't got the fantasy element exactly. So much. Yeah, so it's I think like I say I think you can do small amounts of alien and fantasy, but as soon as you do it all, 
you lose any semblance of reality and your brain starts to go, oh, okay, this is... Mm. And I think that was the problem with John Carter's people, audiences just, they couldn't be asked to, no. to embrace this, you know? No. All right, well, well, we'll start calling her Chassini because that's yes. her real name, isn't Chassini, it? Chassini, yeah. Which on its own, that's all right, Chassini. Chassini, yeah, that's Chassini okay. Chassini of the Franzine, Greg. Yeah, bit of a mouthful, yeah. A and, mouthful. and she she keeps talking about this group marshal. He's not yes. going to be happy because the TARDIS has gone, and she had promised him the TARDIS. But she still has the Quartz Rhymer module. Now we don't know what this module is at this point. We no. just assume it's something that you can hold in your hand or something. Yeah, we're, she she's throwing about Eric Saywood names and descriptions with Wild Abandon. But yeah, we don't know what this is yet. No, uh, but it's something no. to do with with time because she like say she wanted the TARDIS and she yeah. wanted to and, present and, and we do get yeah. tons of exposition here don't we you know um, we, we learn that there's scientists on this space station and they're going to be poisoned at a mill yeah, it's, I think it's, it's it's quite nicely done and again I think I think um, uh, Jacqueline Pearson uh, and uh, um, John John work really well together they bounce off each other and I do like this scene where where she's sort of when she's being nice to him, you, you, it feels quite good. Mm. When you know, when she's sort of saying, "Oh, yeah, the, 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 their final meal would have been one they would remember if they'd have lived," and things like that. And again, very Serverland-like. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I quite like this scene. I quite yeah. like the, the the byplay between them. Um, so I, I assume that all those scientists are shortly to, to snuff it, just about the same time Dastari kills over. He's been poisoned, but not with something yeah, so, fatal. So, yeah, so, so they're, they're using a Calgesic... I mean, I don't know whether that's a real word. It sounds made up. A Calgesic uh, poison that... Because that, at this point, you're meant to think that they've killed Dastari as well, isn't it? Because yeah. you don't know that he's... he's oh, spoilers, he's, he's one of the villains sort of <coughs> um, but yeah that, so they're, they're, they're gonna they've poisoned the entire I mean I don't know whether did everyone eat Shokai's meal it didn't seem that big well that guy that's monitoring you know the approach of the Sontaran yeah. ships he's he's still alright so I guess he didn't eat the meal yeah. Um, Do you think I, it's like an airplane where they go, where the, the fish is off, and then it turns out every single person <laughs> had the fish? It, it could be. Yeah. Um, another thing that doesn't sit well with me in this story is when we see Dastari and his just awful, awful, awful look. I think if I had recorded this like you did and I had years yeah. of just listening to it, it would be fine. And I, I guess what, but when you, you finally got to see it on videotape, was this these looks a bit of a shock yeah, to you? Yeah, it was because 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 basically, I mean, Lawrence Payne is a good actor, and I mean, he was good. Cause you've got him in. You've got the Gunfighters to watch, and he's in that. Yeah, um, I saw, I, I saw yeah. that. He's he's the Ringo Kid or something yeah. like that, isn't he? Yeah, and, he, and he's he's a good actor, and I do like his portrayal of Dastari. I think he's he's playing it seriously, and it's well done. But the look is is just it's awful. It's awful. cut price uh, Tyrell from Blade Runner, isn't it? It's, yeah, you know, I've, I've glasses, got here. I've suit. got here more eighties than Tegan's dress. Oh, Those yeah. glasses are terrible. And he's oh. a chief scientist, and he yeah. and, and he's in a you, you know, in in this sort of like well, what is that? Well, Christopher Biggins probably would look. Okay, in those glasses, wouldn't he? Yeah, but yeah, he's wearing a that com- <coughs> Timmy Mallet glasses. It's yes, the sort of thing yeah. Timmy Mallet would wear, <coughs> and he's in a shell suit sort of thing, yeah. isn't he? Awful, awful. 
I do feel sorry from later on when he's wandering about Seville in that. I think (laughs) that must be sweaty. Oh, you poor bugger. A woman Um, threw him a rose. You know, is that just to make him go away or something? Well, I I think he was sweaty and smelly and she was chucking at him to try and disguise the smell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Dastari knows the Doctor uh, from before he was a a renegade. So Dastari knows the Doctor before the Doctor left in the TARDIS then, I guess. Well, Well, there's... This is where it all. This is where someone should have stepped in and said, "No, no, 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 hang on. This is not. This isn't what's happened." So Troughton says that he was exiled from Time Lord society, which he he wasn't. He he escaped. He ran away and stole a TARDIS. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't exiled until the War Games. Yeah. So this has to be post War Games. I mean, uh, Robert. Uh, Holmes said afterwards that he um, he just got confused. He had misremembered what. Yeah, but like you when. say, somebody yeah. should be fact checking so, all yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who? Why have they not? Especially because I can understand at this point, Eric Sable was pissed off with everyone, but he was a big fan of Robert Holmes. So why wouldn't he want Robert Holmes' work to be the best it could be? Yes. You know, rather than because I can imagine any other way, he, he would have gone. I don't care. I I can't stand this job anyway. What do mm. I care? Do what you want. But when it's Robert Holmes, like his self-confessed hero, yeah. I mean, perhaps he thought he couldn't go to Robert Holmes and say, "No, Robert, mate, no, you've um, you've, you've got this wrong." Maybe it he was, was scared. Maybe he was too yeah, intimidated yeah. to. I don't perhaps know. That, that's it. I mean, yeah. The other thing in this scene where um, Dastari says, um, "You know, our seed is thin. We need to part. We need to find a new race to take over." Mm. And again, it's like. I don't understand if if they're human, that sort of makes sense. But if they're aliens, what I don't get what he's saying that that like we're our races now. I think because we we don't know we we don't know this race. No. Um, no. Yeah, so it's all a bit muddled. <coughs> muddled. Um, that's a that's yeah. a good word for it. Yeah, and then we find out yeah. that's why the doctor's there. He's been sent by the Time Lords yes. to look into this work of quartz and quartz and rhymer. And and stop the experiments with time, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, and I, again, this is very un-Troughton-like behaviour. So, this is very much towing the, the 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 party line, which would have fitted Pertwee. I can imagine the Time Lord sending Pertwee somewhere to say, "Stop this! You're messing mm. about. That's our job, mate." But it doesn't. It sits awkwardly with Troughton saying mm. this because Troughton was the rebel doctor. Yes. Yeah. You know, he should be saying to him, "No, no, no! You carry on. Let's see what you can do." Yeah. Not close down I mean it's nice when he sort of says he goes um, uh, if if you're on the right track and there's no danger then we'll allow you to go on and Dastar is quite oh he don't like that annoyed at that yeah. <laughs> so again some some cracking dialogue some cracking acting um, but just but just a bit weird in the way it's done mm. doesn't quite fit um, but there, then we we see the uh, the Santaran the beach balls don't Oh no! Before that, we've got Chasini. Yeah. She comes in, and, and oh, and that's that, true. Yes, they that. are. So Chasini comes in, and the doc and uh, Dastari goes, "What do you think of my Chatelaine?" And for some reason, that makes the doctor think, "Oh, she's a, she's an Androgram." So again, so only Androgams can be mm-hmm. servants. Yes, mm, Doctor, you're being a bit racist. Yeah. Um, and I do. He gets the great line. It's like, um, I'm sure you could augment an earwig to the point where it knows physics, but. 
yeah. it would still be a very silly thing to do. Yeah, yes, again, Troughton's yeah. playing it wonderfully. And he seems okay with Dastari. Something, well, I know Dastari says that she's t- a TA, an Angel Gum yeah. TA, technologically augmented, yeah. and she's been operated on nine times to raise her to mega genius level. Yes. He's chosen this sentient being to just operate on it, yeah. to better which, it. Which is, um, <coughs> you, you, in, in something like Flowers for Algernon, you, you, could, you could sort of, you can do this where you're, you're, you know, but yeah, did she have a say in this? That's what I'm saying, you know? Um, and and like, like you say, the doctor's like, no, she's an androgum, you know? Yeah. You can't change nature. Um, you give a monkey control of its environment, it will fill the world with bananas. That's his line, which is a good line. So he's, it's a good line, but that means he's equating the androgams with monkeys. Yeah. Which is, again, a very... Um, questionable, isn't questionable it? Questionable road to go down. Yes. Um, I, got fe- I got a feeling that, that they thought they were being macho and, and, and daring here, and it doesn't doesn't quite work it's just a little bit distasteful yeah yeah it's at that point that's when we got the three sontar and battle yes. cruisers um and i got i got to mention the music is amazing mm, i, I yeah. do like the music in this series it, like i say it it looks gorgeous and the music sounds great and the sontar and battle theme ah oh, i love that yeah yeah but the, no, 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 the sontar and ships are just painted silver beach balls they, they've yes. got no Spinning. texture to them whatsoever no, no. Um, and then we cut to uh, the sixth <coughs> Doctor and Perry. Yes, um, Perry in a bikini. In a bikini, yeah. She's bored. He's Looking fishing. <laughs> I mean, when you first see them there and he's got his umbrella and he's, yep. uh, you know, he's fishing and, you know, Perry's there, that's John Ridgway artwork brought to yes. life for oh, me. Oh, ab- absolutely, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I love, I love the look of the sixth Doctor, as you know, and I think... This this looks amazing, and um, <coughs> yeah, you're right. It's very much. It is John Ridgway's doctor. Yes. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. Um, I love. I I re- I know a lot of people don't like the the Perry Doctor relationship. I I love it here. I no, think no, no. Brilliant. I haven't got a problem yeah. at all. I will tell you what, a problem I've got, and 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 it just I, I think it's not quite. Oh, I don't know. Is when you know he he spouts Doctor Johnson and goes on about yeah. you know uh, finer, more innocent pastimes for yeah. a Time Lord than catching fish, and then goes through the details of skinning it and da da da. That seems a bit odd that the Doctor would relish, you know, the skinning of an animal. You know. Well, I think again, this this is the I think the fits into the theme. So, Eric Saywood, uh, sorry, Robert Holmes wanted to do a theme where. Um, that eating meat is is uh, is mad when you think about it. Yeah, meat um, is murder. To, meat to... is murder. Yeah. yeah. So I think there was. This is meant to be the arc where the doctor starts off as being a meat eater, and by the end of it, he realizes that eating other animals is wrong because, you know, he he was well, Perry was almost eaten, and you know they they were treating the humans wrongly. Um, it doesn't doesn't quite. <laughs> come together i can see what they're aiming at mm. but it doesn't quite come but of any of the doctors would relish a good meal i think it's either <laughs> colin baker or john pertwee's doctor in it oh um, yes yeah yeah but it, it is a bit weird that he yeah he goes into great detail about um yeah skinning this 
little fish and eating it. A gumblejack. A gumblejack. Again, got to throw in the stupid names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the fact that Perry's standing there and she goes, that's a whopper. <laughs> yeah. And we're all thinking that as well as she buttons yeah. her top up. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, good old, good old uh, Nicola Bryant. She's amazing in this. She really does. She is. She's really, work. really good. Yeah. She's really good. Um, not not so really good is the uh, the fish that the doctor actually catches. Yes. It looks like one. You know those rubber. You're going to say rubber finger monster. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. I've got it. Catches a rubber yeah. finger monster. Yeah. It looks exactly like one. Yeah. Yeah. You you almost feel like they got to the place and went. Oh God, we haven't got a fish to show, and they just went to the nearest tourist yeah. shop. What you what you got? Well, we got these. Oh, I mean, dear. Colin Baker is quite clearly jiggling his hand about yes. to make yeah. it move. <laughs> you yeah, don't Col- believe for one second that that is <laughs> no. a, a, a living creature. Yeah, I do like. Um, you know, Colin, Colin plays this really well, where he's sort of you know, poor thing. Did you see the thing that almost the one that almost bit? Yeah, yeah he, he's he's great. I, I absolutely love him in this. Yes, yeah. Well, we go back to the space station, and and the second yeah. doctor is is saying that the time experiment should stop. Um, yeah. So at, the, at, these are these are registered up to something like point nine on the Bocker scale. Yeah, there's a Again, scale now, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. It's like ah, uh, yeah. You're trying to you're trying to do sci-fi, Eric, and stop it. Yeah, stop, please. Um, and, and we also find out it's the doctor who actually sent the TARDIS away. He's got yes. this remote control because he, he he knows something's up and he doesn't want these Qu- Quartz and Rhymer to study it and maybe get clues or something yes. like that. We'll just lock the door. Yeah, what are they going to do? Go, oh, look. It's a bit like, it reminded me of Thunderbirds where they didn't want the... the uh, the hood to photograph the outside of the Thunderbird craft because you might learn how they work. Mm. Not that's not really how things happen, is it? You know, show them the outside of the TARDIS. What are they going to do? Yeah. <coughs> All right. Well, Dastari at this point he passes out, doesn't he? And yes. um, um, Jamie legs it. And I guess this is where end of part one. If it was a six-parter, would have sort of happened because the the yes. doctor is like you know held at gunpoint we recognize that gun that's a sontaran gun isn't yes. it yes yeah you immediately know it's the sontaran yeah um yeah this would you're right this would be the end of episode one which would make episode two not a lot happens in it no it? no if this was two parts well if we're going into you know if this <laughs> is part two what's happening next i mean we haven't had the perry tally for a while right true which you christened, yeah, the down yeah. Bla- bla- the down, down blousy yeah. tally, tally yeah. or staring into the abyss was its uh, yes. subtitle. Yes, but it's sure back in spades here, isn't it? Oh, and, yeah, uh, 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 so. And I've counted, <laughs> I've tallied them up as I've gone through this store. In this one scene alone, we have it four times. Four times. Did you have to rewind it a few times? Just yes, just, sure. well, sometimes, you know, my, my, the info track subtitles were in the way. So I had to like, you know, just to make sure it was one of those moments. And yes, indeed, there are four. Um, yeah, it's when the sixth Doctor starts going into spasms. Yeah, it don't Colin Baker fall down well. He does. I mean, he must have hurt himself doing that because he doesn't brace at all. Mm. Uh, and it's like, oh, poor sod. Yeah. Well, he goes into spasms, and and he can see the second Doctor being tortured. Yeah. So so let let's sidestep a little bit and, and examine this because this has always been one of my, as a teenage uh, sort of continuity obsessed fanboy, I I could never work out like why is it only affecting the sixth Doctor? Mm, right. Because temporal temp temporal. 
time-wise, um, the, the second Doctor is starting to be, you know, he's, he's going to be put to death, but he starts to turn into an Androgon. So that must mean that in, in the Doctor's lifetime, every moment from that point onwards... It happens to, to Colin every Baker, incarnation. It to all of them, yeah. Uh, how else? Because at first I thought I was watching this. I thought, okay, this is annoying. How does this work? And then I thought, oh, perhaps it's if they're both in the same, they're both in the same time zone at the moment. Perhaps it would affect any doctor, and it's only because of. So, and then the doctor says, no. When he when he says he you know about going to visit Dastari, it's like, oh, he's here, and it's not. It's obviously not the same time zone. No, no. Um, so I don't know. Again, this make this doesn't hold water the way this works especially later on <coughs> it doesn't hold so the Troughton goes back to normal so why is it affecting the sixth doctor how can these things happen yeah yeah, yeah. and and if it, if this temporal thing is happening yeah it should affect the third doctor the fourth doctor fifth yeah. sixth but shouldn't it because it's going throughout time the seventh eighth ninth tenth every doctor there's ever been yeah. all should start turning into androgums yeah at the same moment, wherever they are in time. If yeah, you see this I mean. is take take it away from being incarnations, Doctor. Think of it as yourself. So, if you if you uh, cut one of your hands off when you're seven, mm-hmm. it doesn't just mean that your hand falls off when you're twenty, but when you're eight to nineteen, your hand's okay. Mm. It everything from that point should be yes. Um, and the fact that, like I say, later on, <laughs> later on, it, uh, it it doesn't hold with the second Doctor. None of them. The Colin Baker shouldn't have been affected. Or do we just go with it's timey wimey? It's timey wimey. You could get round it if the Doctor was in the same place and, as you say, the same time as the doc- yes. uh, as the second Doctor. But he's not yet. He, he, e- he, even something like <laughs> you could have put in something like that. The, Something about them being together later on has tied them together, you know. The the time experiments have linked us somehow, the doctors say to each other, has linked our incarnations. That's all you need. Yeah, but there's nothing. And and it is just, it's all a bit silly. Because, you know, Perry suggests go and see a doctor. And and, what a surprise, he he chooses Dastari. Yes, yeah, that is a good line. And, And he chooses Dastari. This, um, this annoys me a little bit, and it, it's it's a funny moment. But you know, is a he's carrying a massive bulky uh, number of cards around yeah. in his pocket, which we've never seen before. And we and assume he's, he's always got with he's him. He must always carry with him. And then he's looking at it and he goes like Archimedes now. So they're all Earth, 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 Earth until he yes. hits Dastari. <laughs> which again, if Dastari, if this was humanity, that makes sense. But why? Suddenly plonked in there between Da Vinci and Christopher Columbus. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh dear. And also, it's all very silly. You know, they go to see him. They arrive in exactly the same spot the second TARDIS left. Yes. Um, And they've arrived shortly after the Sontaran attack, not 500 years before. Or, no. Well, it can't be. They're going to see Dastari. But say Dastari had been there like 20 years. They've arrived what, like a day or two after yeah. the Sontaran I, I attack. We could, we can, if we put down that the TARDIS is sentient. I suppose this, you could fit this because the TARDIS has been there as the second Doctor's TARDIS, so it might remember and go, "Oh, there's a parking spot there. I remember that. I'll park there again." 
Um, but yeah, it's all. It, I mean, like most dramas, it's all a little bit convenient. Isn't it? I think yeah, it is very convenient. Sort of, you've got to sort of go. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. We'll accept that. We'll yeah. Well, we we go to Spain now, and Chasini has a Servalan excellent line from Rumours of Death, as I say, yes. as she views the hacienda. Um, absolutely no reason for this to be uh, oh, set no, in Spain, a, is there? There was a really good reason. They wanted well, a well, they're holiday. Yes. Yeah. So, so originally this was meant to be uh, New Orleans. So the whole thing was written about food because New yeah. Orleans is very famous for its its food. No, it's it worse than that, Ian. Go on. Um, apparently, the reason why it was going to be New Orleans is that's the only thing uh, New Orleans has to offer, is its food. Oh, right. That's the only oh, reason you would go there, is because of the food. That's not Poor very man. nice, is it? That's not very nice, though. No. no. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps it is. Perhaps Robert Holmes wasn't a particularly nice person deep down. Oh, I don't know. I don't racist. know. Um, I, I've got nothing against this. I know at the time, fandom was up in arms about this, that what waste of money... You know, it doesn't bring it. To, I think it brings a lovely gloss. Yeah, there's a gloss this. to it, but it, but but there's nothing in its setting. Oh, it setting. makes no sense. Yeah, there's no. I mean, even I think Chassini at one point says, you know, that this was totally random, isn't it? They yes. Just, yeah, they've chosen here. Um, <coughs> that's just. I think that's just sloppy laziness on the uh, uh, the the scripts part, though. That you come up with a reason. Oh, there's a temporal rift here. Mm. Oh, there! You know that we need the temporal rift. Anything, just come up with a reason. Um, but yeah, it looks nice, and it did make me want to go on holiday again. Mm. Yeah, um, that's a way off. Yes, it? <laughs> it's a long way off. So that they're in Spain, they've travelled. Yes. We find the out music later. Music couldn't get any more Spanish. Could no, it couldn't. No, this, no, it's yeah. really telling you you aren't. Yeah. You're not in the home counties now. Yeah. Um, so this Santaran, you know, ship yep. that they've come in hasn't got time travel capabilities. So wherever that space station is, is yeah, so in the universe, it's 1985 exactly, on Earth. Yeah. yeah. Which again, may, I think, I think that was meant to be Earth of the future, and they've travelled back in time, and they've gone, well, hang on, we can't do that because the whole point of this story is that they want to get time travel, mm. so they can't travel in time. Oh bollocks! Okay, make it 1984. Oh, we can't do that because. We've not gone into space. Oh, make them aliens. That's the only way it makes any sort of sense. It would be nice yeah. if there was some nod to, you know, horror of Fang Rock, because Tom Baker's era is set sometime round about the early 80s. Here we are in 85 that, you know, it's a continuation of the yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the Routon the thing that was going on in, in yeah. the horror of Fang Rock. I know there's mention of Routons in there. Yeah. But if, if, if you had it that they are here for that reason and maybe having a time machine can tip their hand, you know, and it is the also, same battle. Yeah. The Sontalans act like they've never been to Earth before as well. They should be going, oh, yeah, we've been here a few times. Yeah. yeah. It used to be strategic, not anymore. Not anymore, yeah, it, no. It, I think, and again, I, I get the feeling the Sontalans were thrown in late in the mix. Yeah. Uh, for this script, that, that they were a late addition, and yeah. and boy, yeah, the the way that Sontaran is just in the background. I yeah. mean, all, 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 all we've we've had mention yeah. of them. We've seen their spaceships. We see one hand holding a gun, menacing the second Doctor, and then he's just there in yeah. the background. Yeah, you don't you don't expose your Sontaran in long shot, do you? No. You, you closer. I mean, what's really weird is watching this again is. 
I think the direction in the studio stuff is really good. It's it's really inventive. There's some great shots. There's some great kind, and it looks amazing. The sets look really good, uh, but the the location filming is shoddy as can be. It's point and click. Yeah. And I don't know. Was it? Did the director go out there? Was it the fact that they were? This was one big piss up. I think were, that were, might be were part they, of it. Yeah, were they as unprofessional as that? That they just couldn't be asked because this was a holiday. If it is, that's shocking. Well, there are, in behind the scenes, I've got information about you know yeah. fallings out, and part of it is to yeah. do with the direction. So, oh right, oh, okay, because mm. it is. It's awful. It's it's like they didn't do any pickup shots, and it's like we filmed the long. We've locked off the camera, filmed the long shot. Should we go in and do the pickup shots? No, the bar's open. It it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we get introduced to the Santarans. Yeah, sort any, of. Yeah, without any hullabaloo or anything. No. This is your main monsters, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chasini says the only person that's in there is this old lady, and, and shortly Shockeye kills the old lady. Yeah. At first you think she, um, you know, he just knocks her out, but he doesn't. He, um, he does kill her. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, he kills her. And then weirdly, I can't work out what Chasini does. Does she eat the brains does she just mind meld with the dead well body? she's got how does she telepathy later hasn't she because she kind of yeah. like reads perry's mind but yeah. she's reading a dead mind yeah i'm not sure how that the works. woman's dead i don't I know i do like i do like the fact that um she speaks it out or shock i speaks and the donya rana says that you are english it's <laughs> like so, okay why did you why did you bring that to attention yeah yeah um, oh dear Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. And the TARDIS isn't here at this point, so it's not that. No, it's Anyone not that Anyone wants to say it's the TARDIS telepathic circuits, that's no. what works. <laughs> um, also, we're introduced at this point to Oscar and Anita. Yes. Uh, Oscar um, the Moth Hunter. <coughs> what's your views on... I don't see the point Anita. in Oscar mm. and Anita. That, that, they don't serve a function other than saying... Oh, we saw a plane crash over there near the hacienda, and then Anita knows a secret way in. Um, yeah, but they're, they're pure filler. Yes, yeah, comedy filler. Comedy uh, filler. Um, mm. I quite. I mean, the trouble is this. This actor, he went on to. He was in either Roland Rat or. He was. Yeah, it was Roland Rat. Roland Rat. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he's he's a children's TV style actor, and boy, is it evident. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't get what their point is. It's like cut cut them out and do a four part. Don't pad your story out with with comedy extras, unless they thought because because the cast is quite small in this, and it? it's mm. quite there's only about six or seven major characters. So perhaps they thought they just needed something else. But also, if it's the BBC and you're ferrying people across to Spain, you want to take yeah. as few people as possible, don't you? Yeah, it's it's because because I suppose the only the only possible reason as a writer you might do this is that that you've got a scene later on where Shockeye kills someone and it has no gravity whatsoever so the only way we can give it any gravity is if we try and introduce this character earlier and make you try and like him mm. and it's is it that step by step backwards I think it reali- is. realistically what you should have done is say okay let's not have Shockeye kill someone if we've got no reason for it <coughs> um yeah, he's 
he's too broad for my liking. Yes, yeah. He's and of course, he's a he, seriously. No, and the only reason he's a moth hunter is we've got to have the old ammonia there, haven't yes. we? Um, yeah, you know. yeah. We've got we've got to have a cyanide jar there for later. Yes, yes. He's uh, and again, jar. you you start to think this is where this is where you get a round table and do a few other drafts, and you go, is that a good idea? Yeah, there must be a better way. There sort must be of thing. a better way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also to hammer home the how barbaric humans are. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, all this is intercut with a deeply unconvincing set, which is meant to be the infrastructure of the space station. All these yes. girders and pipes that the Doctor and Perry are, <coughs> are um, you know. It's, yeah, it's it's it doesn't uh, for one second feel like what it's meant to be, which is air ducts and yeah. infrastructure, because it's too open. But at the same time, you look at it, you think, Christ, this must have been a major undertaking to. It's quite complicated, yeah. isn't it? And it's also, they've got to make it strong enough that they're off the floor, they're walking on it. So this must have been a huge undertaking, but it doesn't fit what... It, this should have been tight air ducts, shouldn't it? This yes, should it should have like, been the Nostromo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do get the Nostromo wall on the floor later on as well. Yeah. We? You know, it's one of the panels is the floor. But it it looks more like a Top of the Pops set. Well, Nicola Bryant says part of this set was taken from Top oh, of the Pops. And I think at about this time, 85, yeah. they had all those gantries that their supposed yeah. dancers were dancing on. Oh, right. You know, so it, it could be just a load of old scaffolding <laughs> that they yeah. pinched from Top of the is Pops. That, is that why they dressed Perry like they did? They thought, oh, maybe. thought she was a Top of the Pops dancer. So well, Dastari's outfit. Yeah, Pan's Actually, people yeah. would wear that shell suit. In fact... Dastar, he could, he could have introduced Top of the Pop. You can imagine him going, now, number 12. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and in this infrastructure, when they're going around, we've got this growling, hooded figure. Yes. Why is Jamie growling? Growling, yes. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? It's only um, been a day or two, and he's I growling, mean, uh, and yeah. he's got a hood. I mean, uh, have you ever listened to Slipback? No, I... no, it's it's Eric Sayward trying to do Douglas Adams and failing miserably. But there's scenes in this where they're going around an infrastructure and there's this growling creature. It turns out to be a to be an actual creature. But this is so reminiscent of this, and he he must have thought this was an amazing idea to reuse it. Um, but it makes no sense. It makes no, Whereas, and it's not executed yeah. well. So so and it makes we're, no we're led to believe that. The thought that the doctors died in a couple of weeks. Well, actually, we need to discuss that as well. So, in a period of time, we're led to believe that Jamie has turned feral and lost yes. his lost his marbles. Now, how long has it been? Well, I I just took it to be like a, a couple of days. Well, it's it's long enough that the food's gone off. Yes. Yeah. But it's short enough that the 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 damage in the walls is still smoking. Yes. Yeah. Good and it's point. short enough that the doctor later on says um, it can't be too long, otherwise the air would have been scrubbed clean. So it feels like it's only meant to be a few hours. Mm. That's not That's enough not time to go for feral. Jamie, is it? No, not, no. What did he fall into a, a bowl of mud as well? Because his face is filthy. It's, <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. I feel sorry for Fraser Hines, yeah. although he does get to wrestle with um, Perry. <laughs> He so, does, yeah, 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 because yeah, he jumps her, doesn't he? Yes, at this yeah. point, and 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 that's when we've you got. You can see her almost laughing. Yeah, you? it's brilliant. I I reckon there was an awful lot of corpsing going on oh, in this. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I would love to see. I mean, there are there's some behind scenes footage, 
which is amazing to watch if you get a chance to watch it on uh, th so there's, there's the studio uh, uh, where, <laughs> so basically they're just showing what they and it shows how boring working in television must have been and how it's amazing that these actors were able to do anything right um, because it's very much stop start and the, the the crew couldn't care less about the actors it's so weird but yeah worth worth watching mm, mm. Uh, um Colin Baker's been fitted with one of these Peter Pan harnesses. Yes, yeah, he's on Kirby wires, isn't he? On Kirby so. wires, which you can clearly see. Yeah. But it's filmed so close up, you get no sense that he's falling any sort of distance at all. He just like kind of like leans forward a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. It, yeah. It, <coughs> excuse me. This is where we could have done with the old, uh, the old Sarah Jane falls off a rocket. And then you, yeah, it, it needed a cut, didn't it? So he starts to fall cut, and then, and then freeze frame it, or something, yeah, or something, yeah, because it look, it, yeah, it's so, yeah, it doesn't work, it doesn't work at all. And like you say, uh, said last week, I mean, that's how episode one of the Awakening, the Doctor's, you know, going into that smoke, yeah, and then he's all right, and then this one, you know, um, Perry knocks out Jamie, and and the Doctor's all right. Yeah, they, they've lo they'd lost the art of doing the cliffhanger, hadn't they, by this point? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got down Blousey number six as they check him yep. out. True, yeah. Um, and, and the Doctor's stunned to see him. And, and, and I, I like the line, I was always rather fond of Jamie. Um, do you think the Doctor thinks much about his old companions? No, I think, I think they're like dogs to him. I think in the same way that you'd see a photo of your old cat and go... Mm. Oh, I was cat. fond of that cat. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, yeah. I, how can he view us as anything else? Mm. Yeah. You know, except, obviously, when he meets Rose. Rose. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jamie is saying that they killed the Doctor. Um, yeah. Jamie's really good. Fraser Himes, sorry, not Jamie. Fraser Himes is really good in this. He's, he's really portraying the fact that he thinks the Doctor's dead. I think he's really enjoying being Jamie again because he got time yeah. off, didn't he, from Emmerdale Farm yeah. uh, to do this. Um, and the Doctor hypnotises him and, yes. and Jamie says that it, it's a knight, that knights yeah. came along, killed everyone, knights with no necks and only two fingers. Yeah. And that's when the Doctor realises who they are. Yeah, the Doctor goes, that's a very apt description of a Sontaran. Uh, no, it's not. Not with two fingers. Mm. <laughs> not now, if it's Steyer. <laughs> no. And uh, he's already been saying that I can't have died because I still exist. But then he realises I could be dead if I was killed <coughs> during a time experiment. Yes. Which I suppose um, gives us a little bit of a, an out. It's a bit of a get-out clause, a that bit, one. Yeah. yeah, I do like Colin Baker in this when he's saying about, you know, is the quick is, um, the end's going to be very quick, um, you know, yeah. a very few centuries. And uh, Perry's like, oh, what have we got to worry yeah. about? And she wanders again, off. Yeah, Perry's really good again in this. And it's like, uh, she just snorts and laughs at him. Yeah. Um, and then he does his little soliloquy. And it's, yeah. it's like Colin Baker was brilliant at this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just wish he had yeah. done more of this, yeah. you know, no more sunsets, no more gumblejacks. Um, and he sees Perry and Daston and uh, both doctors um, being tortured in this tube thing. Yeah. Um, and then properly meets Jamie and, and realises what's going on now. Um, yeah. It's now, not my doctor. Yeah. You're right there, Jamie. Um, yeah. I, so the, the Sontarans have recorded the second doctor being put tortured. to death. Yes. Tortured, put to death. 
in case anyone comes along and they might think it's the 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 time lords doing it but they've they've just happened to leave the recorder on yes doesn't, which is how come Perry is on it yeah doesn't speak much <coughs> of their uh, competence does it no no this is the next thing it's like what is when he lays down and he's going to try telepathically contacting himself yeah now at the moment they are well days worth of distance away from the Sontaran battle uh, ship and therefore earth but somehow he can telepathically contact himself telepathically link I, I mean I don't mind this because we had like in the three doctors we had telepathic links between the doctors different selves and that so I, I don't mind it and it does give us the brilliant Colin Baker's <laughs> so, oh this bit about yeah. he knows exactly where they are yeah. because he's heard the sound of the bell that bell yeah. is very distinctive and because of the 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 distance it's away he's worked yeah. out roughly how far <laughs> away from the bell and the echoing means that they're in a dungeon <laughs> yeah so how do you know that when you've been in as many dungeons as i have yes i, I like it yeah it's ab- it, it's sherlock holmes nonsense isn't it mm. there's no way you could know any of this but yeah colin baker pulls this off i think it's, yeah yeah it, it works well i do like his thing about um where he says it's the, the fourth largest bell in seville's blah 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 and then perry goes oh have you been to seville and he's like the look he gives her <laughs> of course i have yeah. Um, the second Doctor wakes up, um, yes. and he, he's talking to Dastari, and he knows <coughs> that he was drugged, and what he was drugged with by the taste yep. of it, and how it can affect the memory. And he's finding things a bit vague, but I'm guessing that's how come the sixth Doctor yeah, this, this was, doesn't this remember was grasped, this story. This was heavily grasped by fans, wasn't it? That Oh, this explains why. They don't really, they needed to hammer it home a bit more. You know, where Dastrari says something like, don't worry, it, it will affect your long-term memory, but, you know, you, you won't be alive long enough for that or something like that. But, yeah, fans have jumped on this. Th- oh, okay, this explains it. Right. Like, okay, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I'll, 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 I'll go along with it, why not? Yeah. He also knows Sontarans when he sees yes. them. So, so in The Time Warrior, when the third Doctor mentioned Sontarans, he's yeah. remembering this story yeah. then, I guess. But that, but that doesn't fit, does he? Because the third Doctor describes them as nasty, brutish and short. Yes, that's and true. these Sontarans <laughs> are not short. Mm, yeah, Again, at what point did would would someone have gone, no, no, they're not tall. Yeah. Short little buggers. Oh, they are shoddy because we see yeah. them and they are terrible. I'd forgotten how bad. I mean, you know, we've done the Sontarans as yeah. a special, and you know, I skipped through a lot of the two <coughs> doctors, you know, because we had a lot to talk yes, about. Yeah. But bloody hell, th- th- these costumes yeah. are terrible. I again, I I feel eminently sorry for the actors on location because we see them wandering about yeah. in the Seville sun, and it's like, oh my god, that must have been horrendous. But they're 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 rubbish. The the shoulders, the neck piece doesn't fit to the shoulders. The mask doesn't fit to the neck piece. Every time they bend over, the neck piece goes up above their sort mm-hmm. of eye line. Uh, and the, the it seems to be that their jaw keeps coming disattached from the mask because yeah. it'll be moving nicely and then it will just suddenly stop and yeah. it's like oh they're, they're carrying it's on shoddy. Yeah. But but it would have been great on audio when you were listening. Oh, to on this. audio, I love these two sometimes on audio. I think they're comedy gold. One of them sounds suspiciously like Derek Deadman. I know it's not, but 
His vocal manner yeah. is very Derek Deadman. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar and Anita, they meet the TARDIS crew. What do you think of the Doctor's waistband, uh, waistcoat? I, you know me, I love his coat. But I think he looks so much better with just the waistcoat and trousers. And he looks much more comfortable mm. and much more believable. Uh, he has the same problem as me when you wear a, a, a shirt tucked into your trousers in that with that particular high waist he looks very very overweight he does well um, poor yeah. fella we get a um, little joke at the end about his yes, belly we, don't we, we do, from yeah. the second doctor yeah um, but uh, I, I yeah I, I like this look I think he looks well. can you imagine him having to wear his coat in, in Spain well I think that's why the, you, you only see him once when he's fishing in his full clobber Yep. And even then, he hasn't got the jacket on. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, he's in waistcoat and and loose shirt. Then, yeah, um, Dastari is going to remove the Doctor's symbiotic nuclei. Yes, yeah. So this is this is the the part of the Time Lord that allows them to travel in time. That connect. Yeah, which is again, uh, it's sort of okay, but it doesn't quite work. Because you know we've we've had we've had other people pilot the TARDIS, mm. and they presumably haven't got a. They haven't got this. Similar. Yeah, I do. I do like um, later on when Perry hears this and she says, uh, "Oh, so that's how you control the TARDIS? Like you would know that, dear." <laughs> dear. Mm. Um, there's a really nice scene between Shockeye and Chassini <laughs> about. You know, talking about the Earth and Shockeye's been reading the 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 recipe books, and there's not a being on this planet that can't be eaten, Um, and uh, yeah, or have an animal that is specifically bred for being eaten. You know, it it is the Robert Holmes vegetarian thing coming out here, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yeah, and as I say, Anita, she conveniently knows a secret tunnel into the cellars of the hacienda. I don't know how. No, well, I mean, she says she used to play there as a child, didn't she? Oh, of course she did, yes. Something, yeah, so, yeah, I'm presuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah during all this, we've got down blou- blousy number seven, I've, yeah. I've put here. Um, right. D- Dastari is going to operate on the Doctor. Yeah. Right, to take this, you know, symbiotic nuclei out. That looks an awful lot to me like some sort of, like, toy hedge clipper. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't doesn't look very um, surgical, does it? It what, what is he doing? What, is he cutting a bit of the doctor off, or what? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, because he says we we're going to um, we're first we're going to cut away the op- occipital ops, the bone, but that's the back of the skull, isn't it? Yes. So I'm presuming he's going in for the uh, the brain. But does he do it? Because at no point do you see the the doctor with a bandage on him or anything like that. No. Well, I could, don't they get interrupted? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all. Um, because after that, well, you've got Perry meeting Chassini, but that's while he's meant to be doing this. Perry has met yep. Chassini, um, and Shockeye's there, and he's like, "Well, we could eat her tonight." Yeah. But oh yeah, because because yeah, it, they're interrupting, aren't they? Because he's going to do that, and then. Chassini oh, that interrupts the whole thing. The yeah. Oh, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, you hear her off camera saying, oh, hello, da 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 Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Chassini can partly read people's minds. She can read Perry's mind, and she knows that she's thinking about the Doctor. 
But Jacini is thinking, she's thinking about the second doctor. And that's when the second doctor is brought in in that wheelchair, isn't he? Yes. Which I I think that's quite a nice thing that, that obviously Perry doesn't, you know, she doesn't know the second doctor or what he looks like. No. And I I think that's quite a nice little bit of, of scripting that, yeah, so. Chessini just thinks, oh, she doesn't know about it. But the drawback with that is it's like, oh, she doesn't know about it, just kill her. Yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Sixth Doctor is messing with the uh, the Quartz Rhymer yep. module. Um, and, you know, he knows the Sontarans are there, doesn't he? So he says about, oh, yeah. I've primed it. <laughs> or or, or it, it can be primed. If I have one go in it, then it's primed and it's okay to use. Yeah. Which is just enough of a get-out clause that if none of this makes sense, you could say, oh, it was the Doctor talking nonsense because he knew the Sontarans mm. were listening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, do, I, I, like, I like this. That the, I like this quick-wittedness that, that the Doctor has, you know, that he, he hears the Sontarans there, so he immediately goes into this plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very underrated, the Sixth Doctor. Yes, doctor. yeah. Um Part two ends with um, you know Perry being chased by yeah, Shockeye. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Don't we? Yes, yes, a yes. Cannibal chasing a young girl. Yeah, and you're, of course you're just waiting for her to trip over. You know, do a yep. Sarah Jane, and she does. Over she goes, and part three starts with Down Blousey number eight. Yep. <laughs> quite impressively, uh, yeah. number eight, as she's pulled to her feet and then knocked out because he is going to put her in the pot, isn't he? Yeah. Weirdly. Uh, because every time because Perry gets picked up and put over people's shoulders quite a bit in this and every time whoever's doing it be it Colin Baker John Strand they always they grab her bum yes and I don't, <laughs> I don't know whether this was some sort of jokey thing going on but yeah you watch it you go oh dear oh. yeah yeah alright um, yeah I've, I've, I got ahead of myself it's at that point that's where Stike orders the sixth doctor into the TARDIS and yes. primes it and that's when Jamie stabs him yeah, I love Stike. I think he's. I, I, I don't know what we rated him as. I don't think we rated him particularly highly. But I love the way he's played as this. I mean, he, he's detached, isn't he? It's like he's he's got no animosity towards anyone. He just wants the war to go well. He's he's um, better than yeah. his lieutenant. His lieutenant yes, is yeah. uh, is not much cop. I don't think. <coughs> um. So yeah, they find the second doctor. Yeah. Who somehow instantly knows that he's looking at his future self. Yeah, which I think, I think uh, uh, up till this point, certainly in Classic Who, the Doctors did tend to recognise themselves, didn't they? Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm I'm thinking because because Charlton. No, he, he doesn't in the Five Doctors. He doesn't. He doesn't recognise the Fifth Doctor, does he? The Second uh, Doctor. Well, Hartnell does. Hartnell does straight away, doesn't he? Because he goes. Uh, he, he goes uh, regeneration. And he oh, goes yeah. fourth. And he goes, oh goodness me! So there's five of me now. Yeah, yes. Uh, so yeah, I think I think there is precedent that they recognise each other. Oh right. <coughs> All right. Well, um, oh, I've lost my no- my place. Uh, are yeah. you worried that? Are you worried that the Sontarans, all their plans later on involve um, using this time machine? Because he goes, we're going to blow up blow up our ship, we'll use the Kart's Rhymer module yes. to go back. And you think, it only holds one. Yes, one at a time. Yeah. What are you going to do Is with it? Are you going to sit on his lap? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Chassini says she wants a consort. And and, and so the second yes. Doctor is going to be turned into an Androgun. 
Yeah, and they're going to use Shockeye's genetic material, which he won't like. He won't no. be happy about that. <coughs> uh, no, that, that, that's why he's knocked out by Chasini, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, this is this is going into bits I'm not a great fan of. Um, when the Doctor become when Troughton becomes an androgum, especially if, like because when Shockeye wakes up and it's like oh, I'm going to kill this bugger, and he lifts the veil and oh. Troughton's just there wobbling his eyebrows about, and it's like was that meant to be the take? Was Troughton? After the Sontarans, that is the worst thing yeah. in this story for me. Is yeah, this the, yeah, the, Patrick Troughton just hamming it right up. I mean, no, it's not for me. Maybe okay. on audio it would have been <laughs> all right, but yeah, I I think on audio it was fine because Troughton immediately goes into discussing food because obviously as an androgun, that's all you think about. That's yes. all you talk about is food and eating things. Um, what I don't. When, when do you think the Doctor ate all these classic meals? He's eaten quite a lot. He, either that or he's just read about it. About it, But that well, means the Doctor spends his spare time reading... Reading cookbooks. Cookbooks, yes. Because I can't... I mean, many a time in Hartnell's era, he dismisses food almost as if eating is a chore. Say, so, oh, I'll... I'll you know, I use the food machine. I think the only time he expresses interest is in chocolate truffles. Yes. It's fair dudes. They are nice. Quite like them myself. Um, so I can't imagine Hartnell's doctor spending a lot of time in swanky restaurants. I can imagine even less Troughton's doctor. But I can imagine the that. third doctor. Yeah, if this was the third I mean. doctor. Yeah. Yep. If this was Pertwee. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And also, I can't picture any doctor other than the third doctor eating like patty de foie gras. I mean yeah. even even now that's that's aged so badly. I mean if you if you admitted to eating that now, you would probably quite rightly be beaten up in the street. Mm. Um but you know, I just can't imagine Troughton's doctor doing it. No. He's gonna set the geese free. <laughs> he's not gonna eat them. <laughs> Unless part of him is still in control and he's just making all this up. Could be. Is so yeah, I suppose yeah, he could be I suppose he's using it to distract he knows that Shockeye is is basically going to kill him unless yes. he distracts him, and he's he's making up all this stuff. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe that's exactly what's going Could on. Could be, yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Although, when, if it was me, wouldn't you make up nonsense? You'd be going around like, "You need to try the pot noodle." It's one of delicacies. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, Chasini has brought along some acid. Yes, um, just she, in yeah, case for the Sontarans. Yes, because evidently one of the few things that kills Sontarans is oh, what do they call not, what do they call the acid? Again, it's got a, it's got a soured name, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a something yep. acid for the Sontarans, yep. and and we see her use it on them. She's got these two yep. canisters, which when they land turn into like sparklers for yep. some reason. Well, I, I I quite like that the doctor's watching this, and it's like. Um, it's like, uh, oh, they're, they're turning on each other. He's quite pleased at that, the Sixth Doctor. Yeah, she throws them down and it, they become sparklers. And even though um, the Lieutenant isn't anywhere near one, he starts to rub Swarfiga in his face. Yes, yeah. Swarfiga again. <sighs> yes, yes, it's coming back. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, and, yeah, the, the Sixth Doctor, Perry and Jamie, they watch the Second Doctor and Shockeye going yeah. off for grub. 
I like the line about when Shockeye says to the doctor, do these humans eat each other? Yeah. And he says, well, there is a, a recipe called shepherd's pie. <laughs> that, that, that's shepherd's pie funny. is yes. walk faster. Yeah. Uh, so this, this hacienda is within walking distance of Seville. Well, they said it's like three or four kilometres, but yeah. that's, that's quite a walk. Yeah, I, I, I'd be pushed to do that in, in the sun. Um, but yeah, they, they it, it, the location is a bit. So okay, okay, they're walking to Seville. I don't think you realise how big Seville is, but let's, you know, it'd be like saying, oh, this village is within walking distance of London. Yes, like, and then yeah, you've got okay, to explore yeah. every restaurant in London. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's at that point that's when the sixth Doctor is starting to feel. Yeah, he's starting it. to feel the changes coming on him, which I suppose you could put down to temporal wibbly wobbliness you could put down to it's actually just a sixth doctor being a bit of an idiot and it's psychosomatic oh it could be or it's Um, just that he's um you know relatively close to the second doctor that's why no other doctors feel it i just picture like all the other all the other uh adventures we've had since between these two Mm. picture the doctor starting to feel hungry and wanting to eat things (laughs) as it's happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what would that look like? Oh, blimey. Oh, blimey. Um, this is the point where we get to almost almost pure padding, isn't I've it? I've got padding in Seville. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've got written down. And it is. It's just... Oh, dear. Yeah. And it doesn't help as well. So they're saying, we've got to stop them. We're in a hurry. We're on the time limit. Let's stop and recount the plot again. Yeah. They stop so many times to discuss things. I know. And and the second doctor knows of a good restaurant, doesn't he? Yeah. He says he knows of a good restaurant, so off they go to it. And it just so happens to be the one that Oscar yeah. is working in. Um, yeah. I thought of you uh, tonight when I watched it, when Colin says there's more than one way to cook a yeah. cat, and it's, oh, well, Ian won't like that. I don't know. And also... Uh, I imagine Colin wouldn't like it, because Colin is very much a cat person. Oh, well, of course, that's why he's yeah. got the badge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, w- I wonder if he perhaps put that in to show that how, just how far askew his doctor had gone. Mm. That this is, this is, yeah, this is affecting him badly. He does play it quite nicely. Mm. He does, he does the old uh, Monty Python. That's a lot better than the, the the than the gurning and the hamming it up that Patrick Troughton's yeah. doing as an Andrew Gum. I mean, what are we saying? What are we saying here? Colin Baker is a better actor than Patrick Trout. In this I, instance, I, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly. Happy to go with that in this show. Yeah. 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 You know. yeah. Um, We're going to get bloody lynched. <laughs> we don't go to any cons. That's true. Um, yeah. Um, and the two of them, Shockeye and the Second Doctor, have eaten almost everything that the restaurant can provide. It's like eighty-one thousand. <coughs> Pesetas. Yeah, 81,000 pesetas. That, that ages it, don't it? It does. Yeah. Um, how how have they eaten this amount physically? Uh, phys- oh, uh, you've taken my words again. Physically, I mean, Shockeye, he's a, he's a different species. Maybe yeah. he can, you know, di- um, you know um, just take it on board and digest it that much quicker. But the doctor wouldn't be able to walk. If, no. he's, if he's eaten half of what? Shockeye's had, he had half Shockeye so, had half yeah what she so, just says yeah so she says they've eaten this they've eaten that they've, so this is enough food for like 20 30 40 people so physically yeah okay let's let's say that the androgums have an amazing a different metabolism metabolism so it breaks down food 
pretty quickly. They don't have to excrete it as waste. But then minutes later, after this little scene, minutes later, the doctor, the Androgram stuff wears off the doctor and he's back to being just the doctor. Why doesn't he go, oh my God, my guts. He I should be like the toilet. He should be like Mr. Creosote. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, they should have. Yeah, they should have cut back to him, and he just turns into Mr. Creosote. Yeah. When when the sixth Doctor says to him, "Can you walk?" He should say, "Fuck yeah. off, I'm full." Yeah, you he know. Must be, he must be fucking joking. <laughs> a wafer thin mint. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, this, I, I do find this whole. <laughs> I, I think there's merit when when the BBC said what the hell is going on with Doctor Who and it's misjudged I think this whole scene is misjudged where uh, Oscar gets stabbed um, to the point where I honestly thought it it would be uh, the doc, you know when the doc, he gets stabbed and the Doctor goes up to him and he's going I'm, I'm descending into the darkness blah, 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 and then he's dead and the, I honestly thought the Doctor would poke him and say you're not that badly hurt mate mm. it, and it would have been a lovely comedy moment no, he's dead. It's jarring, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, everything it's has been very, very lightweight. Yeah. And, okay, there's talk and talk and talk about eating people and stuff like that. But then he, he's, yeah, he's had, had a shiv stuck yeah. in him, you know? I mean, I, I, can, I can see why BBC executives would watch this and go, yeah, we're taking that programme off. Mm. Um, because t- the tonal shift is... is is neck snapping it's so out there like I say and you could have just fixed it all with just a little make it into a comedy moment yeah yeah you know? but no you've got the Eric Sayward killing people is is adult and macho it's not mate no it's not. It, it no it just doesn't sit right this is another instance of not sitting right yes um also I'm distracted at this moment we've got down blows blousy number yeah, nine yeah. at that point and that's yeah that's when the second doctor turns back <coughs> Um, I, I still don't understand how this procedure works and that you can lose your androgumness just like that um, so he, he, yeah, he, he inject, Dastari injected the doctor with some androgum uh, inheritance whatever that is um, but you've then got to have a second operation to, to set it otherwise it wears off that's not how genetics works is it? no I'm no doctor but Anyway, he he's back. They're all going to leave. Perry says goodbye to Anita down Blousey number ten. I think that's the last one of the time. I think um, they're all caught by Chasini as they're walking along. She just happens to be down an alleyway. Um, yeah, because Seville, small little town. Yeah. How do they get back to the hacienda? They walk well, I back they have to at walk. gunpoint. Can you imagine? Yeah, we we should have seen that scene of them just walking with Chasini, or hit all of them hitchhiking all at once. Yeah. Still with Chasini with the gun would you, on them. Would you stop to pick them up? No, 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 no. And Perry's put in this module, and she vanishes. Then is brought back by the Starry. Yeah. Uh, Chasini tells Shockeye <laughs> that he can now go and cook and eat Jamie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Choose the buck. Yes. Yeah. No, the the Jack, isn't it? The Jack. The Jack, yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he sets two. He, he starts tenderising yeah. Jamie. Um, I do love the line where he, where Dastari comes in. So, 
do you have to do it when he's alive? And he goes, oh, don't, don't, don't worry yourself. These, these lower life forms don't feel pain like no, us. That's another good nod. Line. Yeah, 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 good line. Yeah. Um, Chassini orders Dastari to kill the second Doctor. Yep. The sixth Doctor rescues Jamie. They get chased yeah, by Shockeye. We've had a huge amount of padding and then suddenly a rush to finish the story. It is a mad rush. Spread this out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, Shockeye comes in, has a fight with the Doctor, stabs the Doctor in the leg, um, who who runs off bleeding. Chassini does a Dracula moment. You don't actually see it, but it's it's clear what she's doing. She's she's uh, lapping up the blood. She's lapping up the blood. You see Dastari's reaction, don't you? Yeah, he sees this and he realises the Doctor's right that because she's just an ang- andragon. Yeah. She's an angry man. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's not worth anything and he's wasted his time. Yeah. I mean it's it, it, it's it's a nice it's a nice scene and it's quite well played. It should it be in Doctor Who? I'm not I'm not no, entirely sure. Again it's it, it doesn't not. quite sit well. It doesn't sit well, no. No. Uh the sixth doctor finds Oscar's killing jar. Yeah. And and uses it against Shockeye and kills Shockeye. Yeah, which I'm <laughs> I I know again this was like everyone was up in arms, the doctor's killed someone. I'm not I'm not adverse to the doctor doing this because Shocker we've shown that Shocker is a an absolute menace to everyone. He's and irredeemable. Killed, irredeemable and he's also because the doctor says he's strong enough to snap us all in two without blinking. Mm-hmm. So I think, okay, the doctor's forced to do this. He should be remorseful. Don't make a quip afterwards. No. Again, that's Eric Sayward pure through and through. That's the Bond type. Yeah, it's the it's, Roger Moore, isn't yeah. it? You should have you should have the Doctor lamenting the fact that he's had to kill someone. Yeah, yeah. No, not, instead not we get just desserts, yeah. don't we? Yes. Yeah. I do like Jamie. So when Jamie wakes up and he's like, "I'm going to get that shock over you." Yes. See if I, yeah. I like that. <laughs> get a lovely little. He's really portraying that well. Yes. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the story finally stands up to Jacini, but. He's just killed outright for it, isn't he? Yes. Um, and and then she tries to escape in the module. Yep. Which it goes bang bang. Which blows up. <laughs> she falls back out, and she changes back to her true Andragum yeah. self. Why why does that work? Why does that do that? So so it's her 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 being alive is the only thing that's keeping her yeah, Andragum. She's had not yeah. She's had nine operations yeah. to get her to this stage, but yeah, as soon as she snuffs it. All of God. that is undone. But but Dastari said that all it required to turn the Doctor into a pure Andragon was two operations. Yes. So has he never done the setting operation in, in which you're seeing it? Perhaps, perhaps he hasn't, and perhaps that final operation sets her at, or sets the person at exactly where they are, so he wants to keep topping up her intelligence. So he can't he can't put the top coat on, he can't put the varnish on. Well, maybe that's what it is. It. Yeah, yeah. It could be. maybe, maybe. Um, the second Doctor uses the remote control to bring his TARDIS back, yep. which the uh, sixth Staten Doctor covers. That's it. Yeah. Not very, uh, not very time lordy name, that is. No, Staten. no. And and he leaves with Jamie uh, with a parting pop at the sixth Doctor's belly, as I yep. say. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, the sixth Doctor and Perry leave, um, and you yeah, see the him going. Just decides to. Yeah, I do like that Perry says um, they've taken your TARDIS and he goes no my TARDIS is over there he says it's a short walk away hmm. and uh, then he says that um, he says I think we'll have a nice vegetarian hmm. lifestyle yeah um, quite heavy handed but 
yeah, it, and that's the end of the the story, isn't it? It's quite, yep. quite yeah, but a that, low key end. Yep, yeah, it's a low key end, but they they walk off back to the TARDIS, but they've left behind two dead Andragums. Yep. A dead scientist dressed very badly, a Sontaran leg, a time machine, and the remains of the Sontaran battlecruiser. That is true. I never even considered that. Who that does is, all the mopping up true, then, yeah. you know? Unless, I mean, you, yeah, you could have put a line... In fact, you could you could have easily had a line in where, when the Doctor uses his Statenheim remote control, everything else disappears and the Doctor says... The Time Lords have cleaned everything up. No, they, yeah. they, they just leave all these Perhaps aliens the lying prat- around. Yeah, if you hadn't pratted about in Seville so much, you could have filmed this, but then I suppose yeah. you, you then couldn't have got free meals by promising to film people's restaurants, I suppose. Oh, maybe mm. that's what it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very cynical. Out yes, we are. <laughs> um, but having said that, I mean, we, we've picked holes on this, but I absolutely love this. It's a thoroughly enjoyable... Uh, Romp. Romp. Yeah, that's the word, romp. I love, I think Colin Baker's never been better. Perry's never been better. I love Jamie and the second doctor. I love all the the, the wordplay and the uh, the acting involved. Um, yeah, I, I'm willing to forgive it its many little sins because it's such an enjoyable romp. <laughs> romp. Yeah, no, I I enjoy it. There's just like I've got I've got things that don't sit well with me. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that I, I consider it a bad story. You could, if you were that way inclined, uh, you could edit edit this into almost the perfect show. I think because because it wouldn't take much to fix it, would it? Just a few lines getting around some of the plot inconveniences. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> cut out. Oscar's death entirely. Yep. In fact, you could cut, just cut, cut out, out Oscar and Anita. Uh, completely. Yep. Cut out the whole bit of the turning into an androgam and going to into Seville. You would have a really tight four-parter, sparkling, mm. with no real issues. Right. No, cut out you're the right. doctor's quip when he kills Shockeye. Yes, you know, that needs to go. Because the doctor's used cyanide before, you know, in Brain of Morbius, he kills... Uh, um, What's his face? Philip Maddock with yep. cyanide. Yep. So he's not averse to using cyanide. No. Don't quit. Don't quit while you do it. No. <laughs> no. Who's he saying it to? <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> There's no one else there. Yeah. Um all right, so um Earth date, we've already done the Earth date we when we did the date, Sont- yeah. yeah, when we did the Sontaran um uh, special, we had yep. noted that it was eighty five, um nineteen eighty five Seville, all right. Yeah. Um, so we go to design rating, and we're talking at Androgums. So yeah. I, I thought we'd talk about them separately: Chassini and Shockeye. All right. All right. Um, <coughs> do, do you want to do Chassini first? Okay. Yeah. So Chassini. Um, I I know they had some issue with the wig, didn't they? The Did, wig. They, yeah. They left the wig. They lost the wig. wig. They um, lost the wig. Yeah. Yeah. It eventually, went, it, it turned up in Germany. Yes, at the beginning, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I like. I quite like Chasini's look. I don't like her wig. Um, it just looks like a wig. No, apparently, um, Jacqueline Pierce really liked that. The one they first yeah. gave her, she didn't like, but she was really happy with this one. What would her normal hair have been like at this point? Maybe it's still is... Serverland shorts. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Mm. Um, 
I understand that if if her hair was naturally Serverland style shot, I can understand them probably not wanting to do that. But then why get her to play it exactly like Serverland? Yeah. Well, strange. apparently she wasn't the original actor. Oh, right. she was a last-minute replacement. Did um, they say to her, fancy, "Fancy trip out to Spain?" Would I? She goes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. We, so we'll have an open tab at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think. I, yeah. I, Design-wise, I think it it, it 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 works. It's okay. It's nothing particularly special. No. Um, I'd I'd go six. Oh, I went four. Oh, okay. So right. five in between. So a five. All right. We balance each other out. Yep, that's fine. That's fine. So, what about effectiveness, though? Um, I her? think we have to we have to take into account Jacqueline Pierce. Even though she's playing it as Serverland, I could watch her all day yep. playing Serverland. Um, I think I think she's great in it. I I think she she's got a, a presence that few people have. Uh, I love I love the scene where she's lapping up the blood again. Not really Doctor Who, but it's a good it's a good scene in and of itself. Um, so I'd go I'd go to a. You're going to say seven. I was going to say seven. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you would because that's yeah. what I've said. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so uh, that gives her an adversary <laughs> rating uh, of uh, a six. Yeah. Right? So adversary, that's a seven, so that's a six. Who is she in the... Ca- oh, we haven't got a six. She's the oh, very first... Never six yet. Never, right. ever had a six before. She's in a caravan all by herself. Oh. Um, the next one up, she's got the Web of Fear Yeti and Mavic Chen. In, in the next uh, caravan oh, up the she, road, she would get on well with Mavic Chen. Yes, yeah, Mavic yeah, Chen. Yeah, Mavic Chen. They could discuss um, who, you know, when you're running an empire, <laughs> when you're running a galaxy, um, you just don't get time for the the, the smaller things. The small in things in life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's one up the road. Next door, almost touching. They're almost touching these uh, two caravans because she's at number six at 5.9, <coughs> right? Very close. Very close. We've got the Ancient One Hemovore and Bok. I don't, would she, I don't I don't think she should get on with either no, of those. I don't think so. They're not exactly chatty, silly. are they, yeah. those two? Bless her. I wonder who will end up sharing a caravan with her. Well, stay tuned, listener. Yeah. All right, so Shockeye, then, if we rewind... Shockeye, oh, the quartz in Greek. Yeah, design um, rating. This is, this is yeah, I I think the design was um, misjudged. I, I You can sort of piece together what they're going for. Um, like I say, unfortunately, it, it reminds me a bit too much of the Harkonnens from June. Mm. Um the, the the gingerness, the bushy eyebrows don't quite work. I think the the sort of Arabian style Sinbad look, I quite I think that's okay. But I think it was a, a misjudged design. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go a four for right. the, the actual the initial design. All right, I put three. Yeah. Uh, for everything you said, but something you didn't say, which is a factor in it, is the Rice Krispies. To, oh God! Yes. To yeah, represent, right. you know, radiation marks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, that's three also, and a half. I don't think anyone could pull off those trousers. They're not a good. Look. What literally pull off the trousers? Well, literally, I don't think you'd want to, would you? No. <laughs> Do you so, think those warts go all over? I guess so. 
and I guess they're all over Chassini when she turns yeah. back as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's three and a half on design, which uh, is exactly what we got designed for the Malice's big head last <laughs> week, you know. Hmm. Okay, so how effective, though, is um, Shokai? Yeah, so I think, I think John, John Stratton works... Works. He's he's battling against all these design elements that don't work, and I think he, through sheer acting talent and and being mesmerising, I think you quickly, when you first see Shocker, you're you're ironically your eyes are shocked, um, because it looks awful. But then as he said, you you rapidly forget, and he, he becomes a, an actual menace, and he's dangerous, and he does have a touch of the. Texas chainsaws about him, mm-hmm. and yet in his quieter moments, he's he's really interesting, and it's like he's not doing any of this out of malice. I think I think he's a really great creation, and I, I, I I'm willing to to say I'm probably biased and that sort of thing, but I I'm going to go to an eight for him. Blimey, that is high. Yeah, I I like him as a villain. I like him as a character. Uh, we've never had a, an action figure for him. No, I don't think there's a, an eagle moss. Features. No, I don't think <laughs> the Colin Baker. I think Colin Baker's era is quite poorly served by both eagle moss and character options, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I. It, it's funny. I've, I've, as I say, I've always found him quite irritating. Yeah. And um, and I'm watching him, but now this time I've watched it. I've watched it knowing it's the bloke off a quite a mass and the yeah. pit. And uh, knowing that, once you, I, once you know, you can't not yeah, see it. You can't see it, yeah. and that has actually, you know, clouded oh, my right. uh, clouded my opinion and raised him up, but only to a five. I'm sort of, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm glad to hear that that that, you, that you, you've got a bit more appreciation because that's what I think. Part part of doing this, I think, is to try and rehabilitate, you know, where where a story's got a bad rep. Um, but yeah, I yeah I I think he does a great job. Hmm. Nothing, yeah. nothing bad to say against John Stratton. All right. Well, if you add that, because yeah. he got six and a half for that. If you add that to his three and a half, that gives you an average of a five. All right. Mm-hmm. So he's living yeah, in yeah. caravan number five. Chasini's at number six. He's at oh. number five. I uh, think she'd be quite happy that there's a bit of a gap. Yes. Would yeah. she? And he's close enough that she can call on him to bring tea over. She hasn't got to make small talk at night. With no, her. true. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think she'd enjoy that. The big question, though, is <laughs> who does Shockeye share a caravan with? And are they safe from being eaten? And are they safe from yeah. being eaten? Right. The first one, if we were talking croutons, no. But it is yeah. the crotons, so right. they're safe. Can you can you imagine that Shockeye would mistake them for croutons? He's read the book. He's read one of the Earth <laughs> What, books. and he dunks them in some soup? Yeah, he keeps pushing them into a big bowl of soup. It's not working. Yeah. The next one he's going to um, have a, a quite a feast on, um, it's the Rachnos. Oh, he's going to be plenty of leg meat on the Rachnos. He's going to need a bloody great larder yeah. in that caravan, isn't he? he? Is. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Shockeye is a five, Chassini is a six. All right? I think that's fair, isn't it? Okay. The system works. Yes, the system works. All right, so behind the scenes, as we've been yep. saying, Robert Holmes was a vegetarian. And uh, so he wrote this as an allegory of meat eating. Um, yes. But but earlier to that, I, I don't know if you know that, that the very first version of this tale was going to be when he was asked to write the 20th anniversary 
story. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, and he came up with the six doctors. The six doctors. It was going to be called the six doctors. Um, and it, no, there was only five of them. Yeah, no, but this. No, that can't be right then. No, no there's something wrong there then, isn't Unless there? Unless he was going to introduce a future doctor. I mean, that be Maybe. But anyway, apparently this story was going to be the Master and the Cybermen teaming up, which right. they kind of sort of do for a yeah, while they, in they the Five Doctors, do, don't they? Don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, his script describes Andrew Gums as being grey-skinned with warty excrescences, common in denizens of high-radiation planets. And, of course, they are realised by the BBC as Rice Krispies. As Rice Krispies on. on ginger people. Yes, on ginger people, <laughs> yes. Um, Dastari is an anagram of a TARDIS. I don't know oh, why, but that's, that's, uh, that's apparently okay. that's why he's called Dastari. Yeah, I know Andrigan was a, an anagram of a, a, a Gorman. Gormans, yeah. yes, yeah. Which the dictionary defines as someone devoted to eating to excess. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah, that's all. Makes sense. Yeah, and as I Dastarius say, Darius Tardis. So that's weird. Yes, but why? That's that, that, yeah. that, that, that serves no purpose. It's just an odd name. Um, yeah, and apparently, yeah, the, the the original was going to be set in New Orleans. It's the only good thing about it being the food. So that's where you send oh somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Um, there are a lot of problems when they went on location to Spain. Uh, there was the high heat. Uh, to begin with, uh, which made you know makeup start running and stuff like well, that. In, in the scene where um, Shockeye gets killed, you can see that the, the warts have just come off, haven't they? Mm, uh, yeah. They're not, not even pretending to be attached to his face. Yeah. <coughs> um, there was a three-day delay to get the replacement wigs when the original wigs went missing. Um, what did they do in those three days? Were they party? <laughs> yes. Yeah, just at the bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the actor playing Anita, um, yeah. she refused to wear the costume designed for her. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, and right. what was the costume that they designed? For well, um, the costume, <laughs> the costume that she is wearing was provided by one of the you know uh, costumers or yeah. the costume department, and that's that that was that lady's dress. That lady is in the two doctors she's the lady at the balcony that throws the oh, the, the, the rose throw. yeah and the dress that she's wearing in that scene is the dress that anita was meant to be wearing oh, right. but that, but but the, the the actor reckoned it was too flamboyant um so that <laughs> she seen what everyone else was wearing yeah but did you see what dastari was wearing yes yeah wow. um John Nathan Turner was told that uh, a scene with Oscar and Anita in the Olive Grove, when you see him at the beginning, uh, was ruined by a scratch on the negative. Okay, oh. so uh, so they were brought back because they had already returned to England and they had to be yeah. quickly brought back to Spain, um, filmed it. But then they were told that the scratch was virtually invisible, and the okay. original footage was perfectly fine. And they wouldn't have uh, thought of checking that before spending. You would have thought, wouldn't you? A huge yeah. amount of license, yeah. yeah. Payers' money. At the end, when <laughs> Shockeye uh, produces the uh, the Sontaran leg, yeah. Um, apparently, when the the uh, uh, battle cruiser blows up, his leg was meant to fall into shot. Oh, you right. have the explosion, that and then the leg plops down. But that was considered to be a bit too grim and graphic. Um, <laughs> 
again, have they seen the rest of the show? <laughs> um, I did. I get when when Shocker is picking at the leg. I did get flashbacks of Vivian in the young yeah, one's pilot yeah, yeah. when he's got the leg. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a major falling out between P- Peter Moffat, the director, and John Nathan Turner, um, yeah. which resulted in uh, Peter Moffat um, never coming back. Uh, John Nathan Turner never used him again. Um, and he the fell up- out with a lot of people, didn't he? He did, he did. And the upshot of all these problems on location was that either there's two versions, either John Nathan Turner had decided not to film outside the UK ever again or he was told not to. Not to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Moffat wasn't happy with the amount of violence in the script and Robert Holmes was unhappy with the direction saying that it could have been more horrific and Oscar's death should have been tragic rather than comedic. Um, and Eric well, Sabre think, thought thought it was yeah. poorly directed as well. I, 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 I think I don't know about that. I, it's poorly directed in a technical level, like I say, when they're abroad, but then if the director's having barges with yeah. the producer, perhaps he didn't care. But... I don't think you can blame the direction on the shoddiness of Oscar's death. I think that's in the writing. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. We're going to end on three questions for you, Ian. Oh, okay. All right. And the, li- the listener, if you'd care to take part. Um, I've got some uh, um, hypothetical casting for you. Okay. For the role of Shokai and Dastari, all right? <laughs> is this um, what they were thinking or what you were thinking? No, no, no. Apparently, these people were oh, considered... Okay. Um, I'll put some uh, names by you and you tell me whether you think they would have worked or not. All right. So we'll do Shock Eye first, okay? Yep. So uh, Joss Ackland. Yeah. Yeah, he would have worked. He's, yeah, he's, he's got a really nice, creepy quality, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, I could see Joss Ackland work. This next guy, I think, if it's the guy I think it is, then. Yeah, there's a film where he almost resembles uh, Shock Eye, and that's Ian Bannon, right? Oh, he is from um, Doom Watch the film. That's where I know Ian right. Bannon from. And also Too Late the Hero. Right, okay. If he's who I think he is, he's yeah. in Braveheart, and he's Robert the Bruce's dad who's got leprosy and therefore has Rice Krispies ah, yes, all I over think, his I face. Think that is him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think he, because he. Although I think he's a much more limited range actor, he portrays mad, bad, and dangerous really well. Yeah, so he could have been all right. Yeah, I think he would have been good. Yeah, was he, I'm trying to think. Was he still a big name at that point? Probably not. No, I don't they think probably so. Probably could have got him cheap. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, get ready for the next one. Brian Blessed as Shock Eye. No. No. It would I look like he likes good. his food. It would. Yeah, that would work. But I think that would push it into as much as I love Brian Blessed that would push it into too comedic yeah um, and you needed that you needed this to be a dangerous character otherwise it, it would be you, I mean oh god you, you can just picture it this would be into children's BBC mm. territory well the, <laughs> the, the next one for you is definitely that uh, Roy Kinnear I don't think it would have worked. I could see Roy Kinnear doing it because we, we know that Roy Kinnear can, is a good actor or was a good actor. But um, I can't but see him no, doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre no. type threat. He's too he's too lovable. Yes. You'd have to yeah you could you could do a lovable 
a lovable cannibal? <laughs> a lovable cannibal. Work, yeah. <laughs> um, make a fine young cannibal. A fine young cannibal. Okay. Um, I can't see this person. I mean, that BBC couldn't afford him anyway, but no. Uh, Denham Elliott. Um, no. Too, too educated, too reserved. Mm. Like I say, there's no way they could have afforded No, him. no. And it's funny you keep mentioning, you know, uh, June. Uh, Freddie Jones. Yeah, Freddie Jones would have been good. Yeah, well, he's already got the eyebrows in yeah. uh, June, hasn't he? Um, yeah. What about the Aubrey Morris? Yeah, actually, yeah, he would have been, he would have been quite. Although I can't picture him as anything other than the ship's captain of the B Ark from Hitchhikers. Yes. Yes. Um, so I perhaps that would have ruined it. But yeah, he, he does again. He play. I don't think he would be the scary bit, but he does play unhinged really well. Yeah, yeah. I've got two more for you. Okay, this could be a creepy unhinged one Donald Pleasance um, yeah I love Donald Pleasance I mean by this point they could have they could have hired him for about six quid couldn't yes um, <laughs> definitely yeah he was he, he dropped his prices at the end yeah he, he would have been good but I think he would also at this point in his career he would have been overacting something horribly mm. so I think he could have done it but whether he would have done it yeah, is another true. matter I think it would have been quite embarrassing probably all right, and last one for you, Peter Vaughan. Yeah, oh, that would have been good. He has got the menace. Yeah, he Peter has Vaughan. definitely got the menace. Yeah. Gra- grouty as a cannibal, that's yeah. a scary thought. <laughs> All right, and then in the role of Dastari, again, you yeah. know, you forget cost, right, but hypothetically, so this, you know, old friend of the Doctor's, Joss Ackland. Yeah, I'm not not a great fan of Joss Ackland, but yeah, I think he would have. Mm-hmm. He could have done that, yeah. Peter Cushing? Ah, oh, that would have been amazing. Not in those sunglasses. You couldn't have put yeah. him in those sunglasses. Uh, Anton Differing? Yeah. I mean, he... Yeah, he... Yeah. Uh, he's, he's definitely got the the likability factor that you could see he would be friends with the Doctor. Yes. But what, yeah, yeah, possibly. What about Freddie Jones, though? Mm, no, I think Freddie Jones would be miscast. Yes. Because yeah. because for this Dastari character, you need some you need for it to work. You need to initially think that he's not a villain, whereas Freddie James just screams villain. Yes. Away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we go, one last question for you. Yeah. Um, the uh, rat that Shockeye eats. Oh yeah. It's not a real rat, obviously. You know, it's a well, again looks like the one that Vivian ate in the young one. It does. Um. Old John, he is eating yeah. something. When he eats that yeah. rat, that is a fake rat filled with something. So when he bites into it, you can't oh, really right. see it, but he is actually eating something. And if you look carefully, you can see it actually <laughs> does stain his mouth somewhat. Oh, Would you care to guess what they filled this fake rat with? Um, no, knowing them, it's probably going to be something mad like blancmange or spray cream or something like that. It's cheap. And yeah. actually, it's not a bad idea thinking about it would you care to guess oh, or do you oh, want to know go on give us give it let us know it's damsons oh right okay yeah so you can just get a big juicy mouthful yeah yeah yeah, yeah they are they are quite stainy aren't they? yeah i guess you, damsons have pips in don't they they do yeah. you'd have to take all the pips out first because he actually spits something out doesn't he when yeah. uh, at the end of that so you know maybe that was a pip that they Perhaps hadn't that taken out also damsons are on their own 
are quite sour, aren't they? They are. They're, They're terrible sweet. laxatives. When I was young, we down at the garages, we had a, a damson tree, and I, I used yeah. to spend a summer afternoon sat in the tree eating damsons and really regretting it the next day. <laughs> yeah. A, v- a vision of your youth. Yes, there you are. A, a parting vision for you. Perhaps yes. that's how come... Um, that's how come Shocko can eat so much. He's shitting it out <laughs> thanks to the damsons. He just has the squits all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's why his trousers are so bad. There you go. Yeah, they're tied all, up at the bottom. It together, yeah. <laughs> well, his trousers do at the ankles. That's yeah, what holds it do. all in. Yeah. All right, that's it then. That's Andrew Gum's over. Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. No, it, it is good to see those two working together and and two very good <coughs> companions as well we didn't say but you know perry and jamie work very well oh, yeah. together well, as well yeah well, the, the, like i say uh, there's lots of double acts in this and yeah per- perry and jamie work really well together mm, yeah um, yeah I, you, you can tell that all these cast are having fun yes it's amazing to, to hear that like there was such arguing behind the scenes by the production staff but it, that doesn't seem to have Affected the actors at all? People, yeah, because normally when that happens, you get people taking sides, don't you? Yeah. So oh, it's a shame. Isn't it? Mm, it is rather. All right, well, it's over to you now for the seventh Doctor, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's so your turn I, to I, announce. You know, not not my most favourite of uh, of N- eras of Doctor. Nor mine, um, and this is why it the, might cost me now. Yeah. This. Well, I I, I hope you've got this one truly because i wouldn't want you to have to pay money to watch anything like this um we're, we're i'm going early on and uh i was going to go with even earlier but then i thought no no let's 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 save the worst for later you're talking so, time lash there aren't you <laughs> no time lash is six doctor oh, of course That's it is right. what am i talking about yeah. time and the rani you're thinking of um so we go we're, we're traveling to uh, a part of the world that i uh, live in okay. does that help you uh, um, we're travelling back to the 1950s. 50s. Oh, yeah. it, it's Delta and the Bannerman. Yay! There yep. we go. So, will this hold up? I've not seen this. I've not even watched the DVD of this one. Um, it's still sat there with the receipt sat in it. I think I paid 16.99 from Smiths for it. Right. Um, so this will be interesting. I've not seen this since the HS times. Uh, um, my my, I seem to remember it seemed better than the two before it. Who's the companion in it? Uh, Mel. 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 Melanie Bush. I have not seen it. I have not seen it. I have. No, I've I've never seen any Sylvester with Bonnie Langford because of Bonnie Langford. I watched. I I watched some of Bonnie's, you know, with uh, with Colin, because I was with Colin. But at that point, it's like Sylvester McCoy's the Doctor. Nope. Bonnie Langford is the companion. No. Nope. This is this is interesting. Will it will it will it have held up? All Was I'm... there anything to hold up? And will it make you rejudge Bonnie Langford? I don't know. That's a tall order. Yeah, because I was going to go with Paradise Towers, and then I thought actually there's not really any adversary worth talking about that because you've got the caretakers. That's Richard Bryce yeah, in Richard a Hitler moustache, isn't Hitler, it? Yeah, Richard Bryce doing Blakey doing Hitler. Um, Whereas at least this one you've got the banner men, so you've at least got you know you got um, Don Henderson. And, right. Uh, yeah, this this I, I'm interested to see what I make of this one. I'm interested to see what you make of it. I'm interested to see what I make yeah, of it I, as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, you've got to actually pay for this one. No, as I say, it, it adds to my uh, library, doesn't it? And uh, yeah. do it, you think that do you think that um, you'll buy it and 
Sylvester McCoy will get a little check through the post. <laughs> as long as Bonnie doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine Bonnie Bonnie's Langford. Got, yeah, oh, Bonnie's God. probably got all the shops that sell uh, DVDs. They'll report. They'll ring her up and they'll go. There'll be a little red phone in a in a parlour, and it will. We sold one. <laughs> we sold one by. <laughs> Hang on, no, he's bringing it back. That, oh. That's a very dusty phone when she yeah. picks that up. Dust goes everywhere. Oh, oh. good Lord. I'm going to have Bonnie Langford in this house. Oh, dear. Wow. This is going to be fun. Oh, well, what if, will what it? If turn, <laughs> what if she turns you and you become a, a Bonnieite? Maybe. Maybe I'll uh, be, yeah. put a Bonnie wig on. Yeah, yeah. dress up in a little 1950s. Oh, good grief. Ian, what have you yeah. done? All oh, right, sorry. okay. Yeah, I've, I've got to go off on order now. Is that is yeah. that a four-parter? Uh, no, I, I can't remember if it was four-part or three-part. They did weird three-parts, didn't they, Ian? Are they, are, are they still yeah. 45 minutes no, episodes? No, they're, they're only 25 Oh, that's all right. Because so, Time Narani was four-parts. Paradise Towers, I can't remember if that was three or four. I'm going to hang on, let's have a quick look and see what Wikipedia says about uh, three parts. Three parts. Three parts. So uh, seventy-five minutes. Yeah. Of my you, life. You can get through that, can't? You? Who is the adversary in this then? Who? Uh, it's uh, Don Henderson and the race called. They're the Bannermen. Right. The um, Bannermen are like, the adversaries. Yeah, they're they're like evil Nazi types. All right. Okay. All right. I think the adversary is the the, the BBC at this point because <laughs> they probably quite rightly wanted to kill it off. Mm. All right. Well, well this oh, yeah, is this I forgot as well. Go on. You're, you're love, not only have you got lovely, lovely Melanie Bush and Bonnie Langford, you've also got Ken Dodd. Oh no, that's not the one, the one with Ken Dodd. Ken Dodd oh it no. Is. He's not the adversary, though, is he? No. We haven't got a vote on Ken Dodd. Yeah. Oh, we all discuss him. him. He he just doesn't go on the adversary list. No, no. That's fair enough. All right. I I ain't paying for a caravan for him to live in. (laughs) (laughs) He can can bugger off. All right. Okay. All right. Well, join us in a week, folks, and uh, yeah, 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 and let's see what happens. All right. Unless unless there isn't one next week, in which case it's been so bad. We've given up. Maybe they don't sell them anymore. Maybe they can't they be found. Yes, Bonnie has been banned. Banned Bonnie. Yeah. Banned Bonnie. Banned Bonnie. Banned Bonnie now. That's what I say. That's a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. Good s- one. See you in a week then. See you in right, a week. Right. Thanks, then. Bye. Bye.